Yo, what's up all you crazy paintball players, whether you shoot a mechanical marker or something with a little bit of electricity inside of it, everybody's shooting ropes and uh, everybody's happy and I hope you're happy. You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski. Thank you for the joining me. That was weird. Okay, well, uh, I just want to give a quick little rundown in the beginning. Um, if you guys are enjoying this content, please head over to uh, patreon.com slash the playing on podcast and, uh, and, sh- and show some love if you guys are, are liking what you're listening to. I would very much appreciate it. And, um, and yeah, uh, just check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, by that, I mean... I'm also promoting the playingonpodcast.com where on there you can check out any latest news. You can also see the latest episodes, which you probably know already if you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, they have there's all kinds of great stuff over there uh, on the website. That website is also brought to you, um, or I guess brought to me, which is brought to you by uh, Constant Pursuit which is Mr. Rusty Glaze from uh, from the legendary Team Dynasty who is creating all kinds of great websites. I believe, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure he does uh, Marcelo and Tyler's Play the Game. I, I believe he does their website. I could be wrong. I'm sorry. I'm just guessing. I do a lot of that. Anyway, so yeah, please check out patreon.com slash playingonpodcast along with the playingonpodcast.com and uh, indulge yourself a little bit. Speaking of indulging yourself, uh, this episode is brought to you by a little company called Halo. I am teaming up with, uh, it's, it's a new, newer uh, drink company that is kind of making the, the runs, right, making the runs, that sounds terrible. Let me, let me, <laughs> I'm gonna restart that. How about this? Everybody's thirsty especially when you're playing sports, uh, especially when you're playing paintball. And sometimes water just does not get it done. I know I preach the whole water thing, but also alongside of water, you need some uh, some essential trace, mineral, essential trace minerals along with uh, some naturally occurring electrolytes to get your body going again, to get everything that you just sweated out on the field, get them back into your body. Halo is an awesome organic drink um, that is or that I am uh, enjoying at the moment so they were nice enough to send me over some uh, some of the blood orange along with the pineapple uh, flavors which are delicious by the way uh, I had two today I had one yesterday uh, I, I try and at least drink a bunch of water at least a gallon uh, along with, uh, you know, one or two of these a day. But the thing is, is that, you know, everybody is fatigued and gets cranky, has brain fog whenever you're done playing, and this fixes all of that. It uh, It's formulated by some of the brightest minds in science, medicine, sports, and nutrition. Uh, it's blend of electrolytes, vitamins, and essential trace minerals helps defeat dehydration with so many people, about 75%. Are, uh, are struggling with uh, by rapidly replenishing what you've lost through a grueling workout 
playing paintball or long flight or you know just a normal everyday grind so please make sure you guys check them out uh it's a delicious drink there's only two grams of sugar in it by the way all organic natural uh ingredients and those electrolytes i was talking about they are from the great salt lake over in utah so like i said it's all organic it's delicious and they are running a promo code at the moment of 10 percent off your order uh, with the promo code capital T P O P, I bet you didn't guess that's what the promo code was going to be, but it is. Um, so yeah, you'll get ten percent off. Give them a try. Tell me what you think. Give me some feedback because uh, I just started using this stuff, and man, compared to some of the things that are on the market at the moment, there's tons of sugar, and it's just you know you, you don't want to be filling your body with uh, a bunch of Powerade and Gatorade and and everything out there that is just throwing a bunch of added sugar into the mix so make sure you check them out that's halosport.com and uh try your different flavors out i like it I, all the ones that i've tried so far have been delish um so thank you to halo we are also brought to you by Melovio. that's m-e-l-l-o-v-e-o.com your one-stop shop for your cbd essentials just like uh, those essential trace minerals i was talking about with halo C- the uh the cbd that Melaville provides is essential to my daily routine of my sore muscles achy joints i mean i'm a paintball player man i have i have sores i have i have sores that sounds disgusting <laughs> I, have, I i am sore um uh from from playing you know my knees take a beating you know just playing paintball in general even just daily life man it gets to you and cbd has helped me through so much so far and i am so happy that melovio is there because all their stuff is so they source everything themselves and they're not getting it from a third party nothing like that it's all through them it's all nice and natural it's it's a beautiful thing and please invest some time and look into it and uh let me know what you think because I, I want to hear I want to hear what you guys think too. If you've tried it, let me know. Like I preach the hell out of this thing, but I, I promise you that it is uh, it's a game changer. It is. So if you guys do go over there and you do type in a little order and put some stuff into your cart, fifteen percent off your entire order with the promo code. You guessed it, TPOP, and uh, get you some delicious CBD. We are also brought to you by charm city mr mike pumping out what 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 i call him the head game guru i think i think he needs to put that on his website somewhere i'm just just saying uh guys I've, i've said this over and over again let me take a drink mike creates some amazing pieces of art that you can wear sometimes i get a little upset that i have to get some of these things dirty but it makes him better, man. Um, it's it's amazing the 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 fabric that he finds, the fabrics that he creates, the pattern and that the patterns that he creates are, are are just amazing. And if you don't, if you if you're not completely happy with what he has available, if you hit him up, he is open to making you a one-off custom headband. I mean, how sweet is that? And you don't have to spend 
thousands of dollars, which kids are doing now for the Sandana stuff, for like original, what, holy shit. That, when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, well, you can just spend like a fraction of that at Charm City Paintball and get equally amazing stuff, if not better. I said it, so sue me. You know, look for yourself. If you guys are looking for new headgear or a new head uh, headband, check out Mike and uh, tell him that Carl from the Playing On Podcast sent you over there. Thank you to all of our sponsors. That was a long one. I hope you sat through it and smiled. I know I did. We are finally getting to our episode. Uh, this one is with Brian McKenna. My Canadian chum who I had the the great time playing with while I was on Aftershock with him. Um, he bounced around for a year. We There was the one incident in 2015 that happened. It's okay. We got back together. We played together. Uh, we had some great conversations on this one. It was really cool hearing his story for the first time because I didn't really know how he got on the team because I was silly and never asked questions, but I did now, and I did, and uh, I, I had some brewskis with him while he was drinking, because he is uh, a brewmaster, and makes Zabia. So, so yeah, I had a great time. I think I'm, I'm knocking stuff over. Oh my god, everything's falling down. Uh, anyway, you guys, please, uh, I know you're going to enjoy this one, and, um, and yeah, here it is. Here's the podcast with Mr. Brian McKenna. Oh my god, look at your beard. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, buddy. It hold looks on, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I mean... You know, if you're going to brew beard, you have to look the part, right? You have to brew a beard if oh, you want to brew beard. Sorry. Wow. Brew. Did I say brew beard? I think you did. Why? Well, yes. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, cheers, by the way. Oh, cheers, man. So what I have here in honor of you is uh, from my good friends over at uh, Patron Saints Brewery. Oh, in, nice. Uh, in Toledo, Ohio. Is I like the color. This is a uh, – it's called – Joseph St. Joseph and it's a maple pecan stout. Nice. And because you're Canadian Because I'm Canadian, yeah, of course. So you know, you know. The yeah. So that's why. <laughs> so cheers. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, man. Cheers. I've got uh little homebrew here. Something mm. I created outside. That looks nice and creamy. <laughs> uh, it's uh it's a New England IPA. It's uh right on uh I mean it's right on for its its style. Yeah. Super juicy. It's delicious. It looks good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a nice golden color. Yeah, it's got some nice haze to it. It's carbonated well. For those but. who are listening, mine's a little uh, little dark. It's on the dark uh, side. That's all right. It's it's nice and thick, though. Mm. I like that uh, you also have the fleur-de-lis on that, uh, on that growler. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I'm agreeing with you because there's something else so, here. The the fleur de lis, it's like um, it's kind of the, the flower type thing. Oh yeah yeah yeah, it's, it's like the Cub Scouts thing, right? 
Yeah, kind of. it's uh, also on. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's um, the main part of the flag for the province I live in, Quebec, the blue and white flag. That's another reason why I grabbed that is because yeah, I knew see? I knew everything you were talking about, and I knew it that's was just going to correlate. <laughs> awesome, dude. Oh, I'm so glad to have you on, man. I'm so glad to see you. Oh, it's been a minute, dude. I was uh, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, man, I haven't seen Carl in, guys, uh, what, three years? Something like Three that. years now. Something like that. It's been a minute. For as long as it took you to grow that beard, that's as long as we... Oh, uh, this is uh, not that long, actually. <laughs> well, but, every uh, time I've ever up. seen you, you've been, like, super clean-shaven. It's like... Yeah. It's just yeah. the... Uh, you're You're in playoff mode right now. 100%, even though the season <laughs> just started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. You know. But no, it's, uh, I said that uh, when I, I mean, with COVID and stuff, everything that was going on, I um, unfortunately lost my job in uh, the casino. So when I, when that happened, I was like, you know what, screw this. I had to be clean shaven for that. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm I'm going full Jesus, man. That's it. It is, it hair, is very Jesus. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little yeah. wildlife. It's all right. I like it. I like it. It's it. I like the uh, the untamed wilderness that is your beard. That's it. That's it's great, it. dude. I uh, I had a little bit going there for a while. I had, I I had the longest probably. In, what was it like? Somewhere last month, um, I had the longest facial hair and hair I've had in a long time. Facial hair for sure, the longest I've ever had. Um, it was probably like, it was probably like two three inches like a little probably nice. you know like an inch or so shorter than yours but oh, yeah yeah i just i want to do the thing with my kids where i would shave it off and then like up here and they would have no idea who i was but right my kids they looked in my eyes they're like we know it's you stop yeah stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't put the towel over your face and then yep. let uh yeah let the young... fool them. yeah no Nothing my daughter gave me a good hard look and then just like shook it off <laughs> like, whatever dad do whatever i don't care <laughs> i can imagine i just saw a picture of your uh of your boy man he's getting big it, right dude Holy five years old shit. and uh, he was just just turned five uh march 7th i remember uh i remember seeing pictures when he was first born like uh coming out uh that's in march you said we were yeah. probably getting ready for um the first for a dallas tournament or mm-hmm. something like that yeah that was 2016. Was that the Mudfest? Mm. Well, the Mudfest in Dallas, I think, it was 15, because oh, that's yeah. when the NXL switched over or the uh, PSP switched over. Right? Was yeah, that year? Yeah. 2015. Shit. Okay, six so years. 16 was. I think it was just you and I left on the team, and we picked up. Or was that 17? No, no, no. That was that was. That was 16 because we got – it was 16 going into 17 is when it was just you and I coming back. Yeah, I think I so. I think is what it was, which is so. crazy awesome. to think about. Like having a complete, almost complete roster flip and then still do as well as we did. I mean, on paper, you everybody would be like, oh, well, you lost the majority of your games and you never made Sunday. But then if you look at all the overtimes and you look at all the one-point losses and one regulation – all this shit. It's like, dude, I, I felt, I still felt good. I feel like we did, uh, 
play not to our expectations, but I feel like we played pretty fucking good too. And and I don't think I just had a uh, um, Jason Edwards on, who's yeah you know you know Jason yeah, yeah of course. So we've we played again multiple times, and how many awesome games have we had against Damage where it would go to overtime or like one point? And and him and I were talking about it, and it's like. Yeah, we've had we've had so many times, but a loss is a loss, and when you go one and three, who cares if you lost by one? Who cares about the points? <laughs> exactly. It's nobody like, looks at the points. You nobody know, looks. Uh... You you have a close point spread, but it's in the negative, so exactly. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like sucks well. to suck, man. <laughs> yeah, man, and it's and you know that's that was one thing I wanted to bring up on the podcast because we've we've both played with uh, aftershock for you know umpteen years i think you probably longer than myself i played uh oh man i got on the team in uh 2012 i think i think we picked you up in 2013 for world cup uh no i i was picked up in in 13 but halfway through the season i think the that's right in chicago i think okay yeah oh yeah because it was local Mm -hmm. it was local to you yeah that's right so 2013, I was on this. I got on the team the year before, 2012, I believe. Maybe 2011. No, 2011 was. Um, that's when they won in Vegas, wasn't it? So it would have been 2012. Mm. Yeah, and then, uh, and then 13 was like just up in the air. Really, I think it was kind of like a, that that feeler year of feeling players out. And then um, 14 was great. Um, 14 was fun. 14 was super fun, man. And man, we gelled well. We did. And uh and then we won't talk about 15. No. <laughs> <laughs> I so I still I still whenever I talk to Bruno, I still apologize to him. Every time I'm like I'm like I'm sorry, dude. And that's Yeah, we don't want to talk about 15. Yeah, and you know, I've said it multiple I times. I have a lot to talk about for 15. Like I have tons. We did so much as a team. Do you remember? I don't because I, I wasn't there. But I, I, dude, I honestly, I would love to talk about where you guys were. Uh, I would love to talk about where you guys were and and what it was like. Um, I mean, not not. I don't want to. I don't. I'm trying to ask the question without it sounding like a conceited question. Like, well, how are you guys without me? You know, I don't want it to be like that. I just, I'm just, no, no. I'm curious because we we've came off. I had my reasons for splitting and they were very selfish and i i don't know what really drove my uh my ambition to go a separate way um i, I don't know what it was but i know they were probably selfish uh but i am very curious at I, kind of the mindset of the team in that 15 year because you guys had a decent year too and it was like what uh were, was it world cup or was it an event before that you guys got like third um third i want to say we were in california i think it was california man um it was probably the best year you guys had and it was without me oh you actually you know what there was one uh one event where i want to say you might have even i want to say you were there for that it was 2013 or 14 but we we took third also that was that was like a pinnacle event for I think where we were as a team because it was um it was northeast it wasn't it wasn't northeast open it was um wasn't it the mid atlantic yes it was mid atlantic it was when we played uh impact for 
to go to Sunday or some shit. To go to, yeah, to, well, no, to go to finals. Yes, was yes, to, to go, go to, to finals? fucking finals. Yeah, because yeah, it was Sunday. Because we, we played. Lost. Because the day before that, I think at the end of the day, we played Ironman. Yeah. And and then we played. Um, yeah, yeah, and then we fucking played Impact and we lost in our uh, chaos. We played against our chaos that event. Yeah. We beat them. You're there with her. I think Houston Heat too. I think we played Houston Heat that event. We beat them. That was a good event. That was a really good event. That was that was an event where I was like, 100. Um, I was like, I was all in. I was like, man, I felt good. I felt really yeah. good with with myself. I felt really good with how the team was playing as a as a unit. Um, I. I felt like I was the, – the one thing about that event that I kind of kicked myself in the ass about is that I, I don't think that I was as physically prepared as I wanted to be, uh, meaning meaning some of the points where I had to sit because I was like I couldn't catch my breath or I just was I, – I was just out of it. I, I really kicked my ass for not like putting in the work beforehand and uh, it it really got to me after that event. Well, asthma. I mean, you're asthmatic, right? Yeah, but I, that's still such a bullshit excuse. Like, I'm still asthmatic. Okay, like, yeah. I was still like taking hits of an inhaler at the time, and I still do occasionally. But it's just like that 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 doesn't um, that doesn't make an excuse or or, or put a, uh, a a veil over what the issue was. Was me just not putting in the hours of of cardio beforehand. So I I put a lot of weight on my shoulders uh, for that, but that was I believe the same event too where I snapped my reg off. Yeah, that was insane, yes. dude. That, that was, was insane. insane. Yeah, I know. I remember there was a lot of um, there was a lot of peeking. You were in the snake and you were peeking through little cracks underneath. You were getting super low peeking, and if I'm not mistaken, um, you actually somehow managed to shoot some people through that crack underneath the snake no that no? was that was rob so i were you you were alive on the dorito side right yeah okay you were so, alive on the dorito side and that was when uh i think you might have traded with mouse or when mouse was coming down or something um i don't know how that ended up but rob it was a i think it was, it was, it was a, a through a, central uh i think it was a four on three i think it was a something four like on three. that but i initially from the very start of the game, I went snake off the break and snapped my snap my tank, uh, my, yeah. my reg off. So I'm, but I ended up <laughs> in the there. fifth. Yeah, I ended up in the fifty. <laughs> I think I actually ended up on their side of the field. But what so. what ended up happening was I went to their side and then moved back or something like that. And then Brandon Cornell at the time, who was playing for Ironman, I think he came to come. He ran to come get me. Rob shot him, and yeah, then roasted. yeah, and then. Uh, but I don't think he, – he didn't shoot him through the crack at the time. He was – there was another guy who came over and, like, posted down the tape. And Rob actually went under – went looked underneath and shot him under – you know, through a crack underneath. Like a, yeah, a crack, a gap in between two bunkers, basically. Yeah, and, oh. then, and then I got shot from Mouse, who was moving up. Like, I was, like, looking up and around just kind of, like, in the blind spot. At least, yeah, yeah. I guess what I thought was the fucking blind spot from where, <laughs> where Mouse previously was, but then he eventually ended up moving up to a spot where he could see me, and he I took a couple to the dome. Um, but we ended up finishing that point out, and that was, I think, even just that point, I was like, man, we're 
everybody's just kind of not even having to communicate almost to where people just know what each other's going to do and and poor Kirky. Oh my god. Poor Kirky. Do you remember <laughs> I love he that had to kid, dude. <laughs> I love him. He had to wear we made him wear a chronograph around his neck for a whole practice. <laughs> and anytime someone asked him what time it was, he had to look at it. <laughs> Imagine that around your neck and you're diving into the snake. Oh, oh that must have been rough on the ribs. But even, I mean, looking at it from, from Kirk's perspective, uh, that was that his first year pro? Was he a rookie no. that year? Or was no. he, was uh, he before? Kirk was pro in uh, 2012. Oh, really? Yeah, 2012 when, um, I mean, a bomb went off in 2012 and whole team split. Well, 2011, I should say. You know, like uh, there was the whole Heat came up as a team. That's right. Um, Aftershock players went to Houston Heat. They went to uh, Infamous. I mean, there's the whole team was dismantled. I think yeah. the only uh, returning players in 2012 was Cody Mikowski and uh Aaron Foley hmm. and um it was like a whole bunch of kids coming up and oh sorry AJ AJ was also a returning player oh yeah yeah, yeah. so um I mean that's when everybody got their shot that's when Rob went pro that's when Kirk went pro Davey Simmons uh you know they all went up that year well Davey was pro Island before then though Davey was on Aftershock Davey or yeah, uh, Davey Avalanche pro yeah earlier than that um, but as a team, as Aftershock, 2012 was the year that they all went pro. And then I ended up joining um, halfway through the season. I want to say uh, MAO actually was my first event with them. Now, before we dabble any more in, because I'm sure we have plenty of stories to make this you know, a nice, decently long podcast uh, oh, with, with Aftershock itself and just and Bruno and... Oh, it's, it's, but before we get too deep into that, I'd like to go back into your, uh, your history and everything of, uh, of just finding paintball and your, your journey through, uh, the Canadian side of things and the major differences between Canadian ball and, and, and ball in the, in the States. And then, um, how you found your way, uh, to a a blue Jersey. Well, I mean, yeah, you've heard this a thousand fucking times. birthday party, of, dude. Fucking actually, <laughs> here, you know what? I can actually change it up a little bit. Okay, well, uh, don't change history. I mean, so my first time playing paintball, yes, was a birthday party. One hundred percent. I was like, I was ten years old. It was my best friend. Um, you know, we could even, we could barely even hold up these Tipman Custom ninety eights with the ginormous CO two tanks. You know, like they're heavy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we were, uh, played for a birthday party, and then where I really got into it was, um, I mean, being Canadian, I grew up on hockey skates with a stick in my hand. You know, I played hockey throughout all my teenage years, my young years. Um, Whereabouts in, uh, in Canada are you from? Montreal. So it's uh, just north of uh, New York. So you've, Actually, been there, I'm, you've been there for a while. In Montreal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was born and raised in Montreal. Yeah. So I live in the outskirts of the city, uh, about a 40-minute drive. But um, Montreal is extremely close to the New York border. I'm only like a 45-minute drive to New York, you know, mm-hmm. to the to the state line anyway. Um, so, yeah, I grew up playing hockey, and uh, the end-of-year parties 
for hockey was always paintball. Hmm. And then some of the guys that I was friends with on the teams that I played for, I'd, we would end up going out and playing paintball a couple times throughout the summer. And uh, and you were defensive men, right? Yeah, I was a defensive. That's man. right. If, I, if I, I protected goaltenders. Uh, it's kind of where my fighting skills came from. It's <laughs> why Bruno loved me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a defenseman, and uh, I was a little bit more of um, a protector. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, someone messed with my goalie, I was, yes, I was dropping the gloves. Yeah, like, don't touch him. <laughs> you know, he's our he's our goalie. Don't slash. Don't none of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, that was kind of my sport as a kid, and um, I ended up loving paintball at a super young age because of hockey. Um, I ended up going out and I bought my first paintball gun. I think I was like 11. Titman Custom 98. Um, shortly after, upgraded to an A5, like 14. Hmm. And I played in a very small field. Um, maybe 20, 20 minutes. Well, actually, it's only five minutes into Ontario, uh, which is the next province over. Tiny field. Like, they didn't even really have speedball. You know, like a speedball field to them was uh, tire stacks and... Pallets and, actually, and shit. Well, no, not so much pallets, but they had a lot of hyperball tubes. Oh, really? Which is kind of cool. Before so, it was you cool. Know, I, exactly. Before it was cool, that's <laughs> kind of what they had. So they had this, like, little three-on-three field. And me and my best friend would play every weekend. Like, uh, you know, I'd, I would have my dad drive me and him to the field one weekend. The next weekend, his dad would drive us. So, you know, we grew up playing a super small speedball with A5s, basically. And uh, ended up getting to a point where we really wanted to try tournament paintball. We wanted to try air bunkers. We wanted faster guns. We, you know, and... Um, now, how did you know about the tournament side? With so it being such a small uh, field. Magazines. Faceful. Yeah. Faceful magazines. I found a, a Faceful magazine at a shopping mall um, in between me and, and the city. And uh, I was interested. So I looked it up online and I – do you remember when PSP had like those – it was like the beginning of the of the – live casts where they had like a webcam camera at the top and it would face the field and you'd watch it on a screen no bigger than four inches on your computer and it was super laggy like mm. it was super bad um and i remember watching a tournament i think it was a uh, world cup i was watching the russians i can't even remember who they were playing but um so this had to been like what oh oh three oh four Oh yeah, this is a long time ago. Uh, probably around there, yeah, before ish. And I was interested, so uh, my best friend was in high school or or college, sorry. And uh, he heard about the Canadian League, the CXBL, that uh, they were opening a new division. It was a novice division, um, four on four, basically semi-automatic. And uh, he bought the rights to a franchise, so he bought the franchise and. You're like, all right, cool. You know, this is. He went all in right away. Yeah, this is, I mean, let's do it, right? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do it. Go big or go home. So he bought a franchise, and uh, <laughs> it's actually funny. Three weeks before he found out about that, we went and tried out for a team, and we had no clue what we were really getting into. 
Mm-hmm. And I showed up, but I was like, I was in sweatpants and running shoes, and we were trying out an indoor field. So indoor field, you know, it's like grimy, it's slippery, it sucks. You have no traction. So I'm wearing skate shoes, sweatpants. I have no equipment, and we showed up 30 minutes late because we got lost. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was like an instant. No, you didn't make the team, but they still kind of. You know, they geared us up. Some mm-hmm. of the players that were on the team already, they geared us up. We're like, all right, cool. And they're like, okay, let's see what you got. So I played in running shoes that day and obviously didn't make the team. We were 30 minutes thirty minutes late, and that coach was, like, super strict about time. Right. So As yeah, any make, normal coach probably would yeah, be. Yeah, <laughs> of course, you know, and I had no clue. I was like, yeah. what am I getting myself into, you know? Had a blast, though. And then three weeks later, he bought that franchise, and – uh we made this tiny little, uh, I think we had six players. It was a four-on-four, lowest division of the CXBO, semi-automatic, um, 15 BPS, if you can get it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of rolled with it, you know. It's uh, We had a blast. We were self-taught um, for the first event. Ended up getting into, do you remember the team, uh, Montreal Energy? They were... Um, mm. They used to play a lot of PSPs. Um, NRG, like the letters yeah, NRG. NRG. Yeah. I think I remember seeing the jerseys. Yeah. So this is this was probably 2006. I want to say. So they were they were in the uh, in the states a lot, probably uh, 2003, 2004, somewhere around there. For seven men. Uh, seven men. Yeah. So we ended up um, somehow getting involved with them. So we ended up becoming their lower division team. Mm. And they were bringing in pros at the time to train them. So they brought in uh, the Blonsky brothers. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was cool. It was my first year playing tournament paintball, and I'm on the field with pro players. And I'm like, okay, I want to play against them. Like, that's all I wanted to do was play the top guys that we could possibly play. Which I actually feel is a major problem with today's paintball. But we'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> I was going to say, go on. That, yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a, we'll talk about that after. Um, so, yeah, so we uh, I got on the field, and I remember telling Matt Blonsky whether he was on my team or not, I was going to shoot him. Ooh. And he laughed. And then, sure enough, he was on my team. So I got into the 50 snake, and I turned in, and I saw that he was already cleaning up. And I said, you know what? Now's my chance. Like, turn and I fucking shot him, man. <laughs> Didn't care. I was like, fuck it. I, I, I guess you're true to your word at that point. I, I told him I was going to do it, so I did. <laughs> how, how was his uh, reaction to that? He laughed. Okay, he, well, he that's good. Laugh. Yeah, he laughed. He knew we were, like, brand new. And I was like, no, nah, this, this is – sorry, man. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But uh, he took it. He was. Uh, he laughed about it. We uh, we talked about it afterwards. It was hilarious. But yeah, and then you know, in Canada, I moved up the ranks. I went uh, the next year. I ended up captaining the team that we tried out for. I oh, captained wow. their team. Yeah, so I ended up uh, making their team the next year. So are you playing uh, hockey at the same time still, or have you kind of? So I was still playing hockey at the same time. Okay. Um, so my cardio was always there. Yeah. But I got on this guy's team. Um, it was beasts. 
and uh, I captained their lower division team. So we had two teams. We had a team in the CXBL division, and we had a team uh, one level lower, or two levels lower at that time. Um, so I captained their lower team. Um, ended up destroying that year. Both our teams went undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. Like We were trained well by Mr. Yu. He was coming up once a month. And oh, nice doing full weekends with us uh, you know I, I mean i've got nothing bad to say about that guy he uh he worked hard on the group of guys that we were and uh turned us into you know paintball machines basically for here in montreal yeah um and then from there i went straight to the the top league in canada cxbl where it's uh you know, 15 BPS, full X ball, 25 minute halves, um, just you know, shooting ropes, yeah. laser ropes, like it's big trophies. Oh, it's crazy! Huge trophies. Oh yeah, the glory was there. Nice medals. Yeah, yeah amazing medals. I That's still glory. think, dude. I I <laughs> still just talking about that because I remember seeing pictures of the CXBL trophies and medals and all that shit. I was like, why doesn't the NXL do that shit? Like, spend five more dollars on a medal and make it look sweet. Rather than like, because I look at some of these ones and I'm like, eh, like it's like they went to, and I understand they have to like make a fuck ton of medals for all the divisions right. and players and everything. Oh, you're probably looking at your PSP medals. But oh yeah, the well, little I circle have, there. I have the yeah the little circle PSP ones. I have a plastic <laughs> second place pro NPPL one. Ooh. It's a circle, yeah. It's a plastic. So I'm just saying, and I was looking at some of the um, the Canadian ones, the CXPL ones. I'm like, fucking sweet. Why don't like take note, please? Oh, I mean, even uh, well, the payout was nice too, right? Up that we got uh, for the championship in Canada, we would get championship rings. Yeah, like nice championship rings before NXL did it. Um, they were nice. I mean, I've got uh, I've got two of them somewhere. But um, one was nicer than the other. I mean, they were going up every year. Every year they were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. There's uh, quite a few Americans that have come up and won some of them. And, now, um, when did around what year did you start seeing a lot more Americans playing in the CXBL? Because Vicious as a team was up there playing in the league. Vicious for a while. as a team was eventually up here. Uh, so was Houston Heat. Um, Honestly, uh, from the time I started playing, so like 2006, somewhere around there, 2007, mm -hmm. in this league, there's always like one or two pro players. Uh, the first time I played with a pro player in the CXBL division was um, 2009. I played with uh, Nick Slowiak and Cody Mikowski, actually. So they were up playing uh, on our team. We flew them up. Um, they'd come up for the weekend, <clears throat> hang out, um, kind of guide us. Assholes. Teach us how to be better players. Um, Both giant having, assholes. Oh, major assholes. Total, complete Both. assholes. Actually, I really liked your uh, <laughs> podcast with Cody. Oh, thank that you. Guy is, that guy is one of the most humble people I've ever met in my life, mm -hmm. I think. Great dudes. You can't tell giant sarcasm on top of everything. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, those are those are yeah, great guys. Great ambassadors yeah, so for I've, the sport. Yeah, they're great ambassadors for the for the sport. I mean, Nick is probably one of the largest ambassadors uh, around today. Yeah. You know, smells he's, uh, a little bit, but he's all right. Well, I mean, you know, 
when you have that long of a beard, you don't that's never know where most it, right? of the stench is probably coming from. But that's okay. <laughs> we accept it. That's it. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, they were always around. Pros were always around. It was always one or two. You know, I remember uh, Mr. U was up here. Uh, Crystal Soya at one time. Oliver Lang. Uh, the Blonsky brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always had some. Yeah. Now, then, were you following anybody um, in particular to like that you were kind of clinging on to as like a, a a hero of yours or an icon or some kind of like just pedestal esque player? I was more team. into older paintball players. Yeah. Um, so I was a, a huge fan of the old days of paintball players. Um, again, I was a hockey player. I was a little bit more rough around the edges. I was uh, a little bit more aggressive, I guess. Rough around the edges. Uh, Is that a hockey joke? No, I was just, you know, I... I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like a joke. Uh, <laughs> so I was actually huge, and it's funny, I actually told um, Dan this. Dan, uh, who did uh, the roster? Yeah, I sat down with Dan. Dan one time. He asked me this exactly. He asked me this uh, this question, and I told him that I was a huge fan of AfterShock as a kid, just because they were. I don't know, they were, they were, they were AfterShock. Yeah, <laughs> they were AfterShock. They, you know, beat the shit out of each other if they wanted to. <laughs> Which happened? Like, literally, it yeah. literally. Um, yeah, so I was a fan of them. And uh, I guess in those years, though, that I was playing in the CXBL, uh, I really did look up to Mr. U. I thought all around he was um, a genuine guy. He was great. He was good ambassador on and off the field. Tough as nails. Uh, he worked extremely hard on the field and then worked even harder off the field as a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought uh, I thought he was living the life, and I was you – know, I was. Uh, it's like, man, how do I get that? You know, I just pushed, pushed and pushed and pushed to uh, move up. And it's kind of um, what drove me hmm. move up the, the ranks in Canada. But we always had pros. I think yeah. the first year we had a full team of pros. Full team. I want to say was... 2012 Houston Heat came up pretty much as a full team and uh, funny enough joined my team so I ended up playing with them yeah um, and won the championship again that year so Ronnie Dizon uh, and all of them Nick Slowiak all those guys when Heat first started mm-hmm. came up um, yeah that was the first year full team and shortly after, Vicious was up here, and then Damage and uh, Ironman, they split. Uh, so half Damage, half Ironman made one team. Um, yeah, and then it was kind of uh, always one team, and they were always the team that everybody wanted to beat. Yeah. No, excuse my geography, but did Impact, who is from Edmonton for the most part, mm-hmm. Uh, were they playing in the league at all, or is that like across? So they the, played. Uh... No, they did play. Um, CXBL 
back when they played was uh, three conferences. So there was an East Conference, Central, and West. Hmm. So they played in the Western Conference. Um, and what, what this league would do is for the next championship, which is the North American X-Ball Championship, um, they would take the top, oh God, uh, I want to say three teams or four teams from each conference and make kind of one super tournament, which was the next championship. Hmm. Uh, Edmonton Impact played in the West Conference, and the only time we really ever saw them was at next and they destroyed. I mean, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they own a whole corner of the Richmond Cup, which is the trophy that we would get if we won. They own the full corner. So it's like four years in a row. Impact, 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 impact. Jeez. Uh, and it, yeah, they were good, man. They were really good. Um, so you'd have the next championship on the Canadian side, but the CXBL also had an American side, which was the AXBL. Hmm. So at this next championship, the Canadian winner of the Richmond Cup would play against the AXBL's winner of the Liberty Cup. So we would have a Team Canada versus Team USA game, which was pretty cool. There was a lot of pro players that played in the uh, AXBL. So this next championship was not just three conferences. It was actually uh, also a border battle. Yeah. It was like Canada versus US type thing, which was fun to see. And again, um, Impact always did really well in that Canadian game. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember seeing all of the hype around the CXBL all the time. And I've seen some of the, 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 AXB, the AXBL stuff, but mostly the CXBL, like just how competitive it was. I mean, that seems like that was really the grindhouse for turning out high level players uh coming out of canada and even the northeast of uh, of the states oh it's i mean it definitely was um it's just too bad that not as many canadian players go down and end up getting onto these pro rosters you know uh, the cxbl back then had well, first off they were the elite league in canada it mm-hmm. was um you know, anybody that plays a full CXBL match and can play point after point after point, I think has probably the best cardio compared to any player in even the NXL today. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes 50 minute matches are, they're long. They're long, they're drawn out. Um, you need to have amazing cardio to be able to play every point or, um, even just take three or four points off. Like it's a it's a long game. Mm-hmm. A Fifty minute match. I don't know if you've ever played real X ball or full X ball. Come on now. I mean, come on now, minutes, bro. Though. Fifty minutes though. Was it fifty minutes back then? Yes, it was. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. When it I when forget. it first I'm like old. Well, you got to think about it. Like, I'm I, gray in the beard now. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm getting. It, I'm believe me, I'm getting it too. But I um I started playing in two thousand one, um yeah it was full expo yeah two thousand one two thousand two started playing competitively got on excessive at the end of oh four and that was all um that's right that was full expo yeah those years uh, were all full expo and it wasn't until you know, when did they, when did they changed it to twenty five minute matches though at one point. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think it might have been like around oh, oh seven, oh eight, maybe. Oh, really? It was that late? Okay. That's a complete guess. I, okay. I, I don't <laughs> Who's know. Who's your fact it, checker guy? I. Oh, that's me. Oh, I'm the fact God. checker guy, but I don't feel like fact. I don't feel like fact <laughs> no. checking right now. <laughs> yeah, forget that yeah. nonsense. But yeah, dude, I t- I completely remember those halves, um, those 25 minute halves, and it was it was insane because it was just, it felt like a war. Right? It wasn't oh. a battle; it was a war because it was oh, just, yeah. and you, and you switch sides, and it was. Uh, you could really dig in, um, you know, and you could really see momentum swing, like having just a team for some reason have one side of the field just produce uh for some reason and and flip the field and for some reason you can't fucking shoot anybody on this side of the field you know what nope, i mean and it's... i've there's been multiple times like that where it's like you do that or or you would come out on top and it would be that way and um there was a lot of room there's a lot of room for error in in those days uh but i think that's it's weird. It's like a double-edged sword. It's it's one of the reasons why I enjoyed uh, playing X-Ball at that time. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed playing X-Ball, but back then it was nice because you could take those risks. You can take those, those oh, let's try this. Let's see if it works. Fuck it. You know, and, and sure. you could try that. Um, but then I also liked Seven Man because it was like, it either works or it doesn't. And you have that one shot. And that's then, it. And that's it. You got to play. You got to be on. That. Yeah, that game you have to be on. So they all have their pros and cons, right? But uh, for but, sure. But back then, the X ball, the the fifty minute X ball was. Yeah, I wasn't sure intense. if uh, I wasn't sure if you were playing when it was still full X ball. One of the things I liked about full X ball also was you can really feel the momentum swing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like big time, you had time for that, and momentum could be uh, could be amazing, or it could be a. Pardon my French, but a bitch. Well, what is it now? Twenty minute halves or something, or twenty minute uh, match? CXBL is not even around anymore. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying X, uh, NXL. Oh, NXL. It's uh, is it even twenty minutes? Sixteen. Is it really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well. Um, Sixteen minutes. Yeah, I just I the more paintball the better, man. And on top of that, on top of the real X ball, I remember we were playing three matches a day plus uh at some at some i think the most we played was now nah, the most we probably played was three at yeah, the division level um three's a lot too it is a lot 50 and it was fun man it was just the more paintball the better i mean absolutely as, as far I as i was concerned at that at that point in time and um and yeah so when you were so this was 2012 we were talking about right yeah, 2012 uh, was when um, that was when Heat came up. Heat came up. Now, where Which were you? Actually... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, no, go oh, ahead. Please, I be my guest. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, where were you at in in your career with uh, with paintball at the time, and uh, what was your what was your next move, or where did you want to have your next move be? So. Um... I mean, obviously, uh, my mentality was, and I shouldn't have said obviously, it's not obvious, but my mentality back then was I wanted to be, I wanted to go pro and I wanted to be the best pro player I could possibly be. That's a great mindset, by the way. Um, well, there's a lot of people that just want to go pro, right? Yeah. It's not, 
I mean, that's not a okay. Yeah, cool. That's a goal. But is that really what you want the goal to be? Anyway. Well, you kind of named like multiple goals in one statement. Well, because, yeah, I because I be said, I said when I was on Tipman, I was like, I want to go pro. But then uh-huh. when I went pro, I had my next goal, which was, okay, I want to be a, a better paintball player. You know, I want to be the best pro up player I can be. So I just added goals. So you like, to, you like to accumulate your goals all in together where I like <laughs> to kind of like span them out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Hit my goals go and a, then make more go goals. Go for one at a time. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear hey. you. Like Take a, to that each ladder. their own. To each their own. That's it. Um, so in 2012, I ended up, uh, believe it or not, I was at a practice in Montreal. And um, I was training with another team to get ready for an event that was coming up uh, in Toronto of the CXBL. Um, and I was on the field with a different team just getting an extra four hours, basically. Mm-hmm. Um and I happened to be in the right place at the right time. And uh, Richmond Italia ends up showing up at the field because I was on the field with his son, Tannis. Um, so I was practicing with Tannis's team and playing. And Richmond showed up with maybe an hour left in the practice and was watching. And uh, I was getting undressed after practice and getting ready to go home. And he came up to me and he's like, hey, uh, you can play payball. I was like, thanks. You know, I'm getting ready for a tournament in Toronto. He goes, um, I made a phone call. It's like, all right. It's like, call this number when you get home. I said, oh, sure. Okay. He goes, uh, you're going to have a tryout. I'm like, all right, cool. So I got home and, uh, looked at the number, dialed it. Rennick Miller. <laughs> and he's uh hey uh hello hey uh, what's going on i'm brian i was told to call um this number and he goes yeah it's uh rennick miller i'm the owner of aftershock i hear you can play paintball I'm like well i you know i i play he's like all right uh <laughs> you know i was i was in awe i was in shock i you know i didn't really know what to say you imagine if it was bruno that it was, it was bruno's number that you call oh god <laughs> Dude, or throw my phone. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. I'm, I'm just kidding. I love Bruno, man. He's uh, he's one of my best friends. Really is. Uh, mm-hmm. I try and keep in touch with him as much as I possibly can. Um, but I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But I just no, thought, I, I, cool, the thought of it was was just funny to me. That would have been amazing. That really would have. It would have been a different conversation for sure. Holy shit! That would have been something else. I can't even imagine where that would have gone. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, I was talking to Redick and he was like, all right, I want you to come down and uh, try out. I said, all right, cool. And I was, it was right before MAO in 2012. And uh, I was going down to try out, not for MAO, but for World Cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, I flew down and Bruno came up to me and I was not going to lie, a little starstruck. I was like, holy shit, it's Mike Bruno. Like, mm-hmm. This is awesome. So I go down and uh, I'm wearing my, CXPL jersey. And he goes, all right, where do you play? I said, oh, I, you know, my team up in Canada, they use me on the Dorito side. He goes, all right, if you touch those Doritos, you're cut. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, so I played Snake all day. <laughs> Actually, both days. 
And then it was only a Sunday late afternoon. He goes, okay, I want to see what you can do on the Drio side. <laughs> so that, I, I, right. I mean, sure. <laughs> so I went on the Drio side and, uh, yeah, he, him and Rennick came up to me after the practice that weekend and he said, all right, so, um, we know you were supposed to try out for world cup. Uh, the team's going down to Maryland next weekend. Uh, we want you there. I said, all right, cool. Uh, sure. And, uh, yeah, so I got home. I ended up, uh, going to, where was I staying? Rennick dropped me off at this like super grimy motel. Actually, I want to say that you and I have stayed there before. In, it was like a red in Mount red, or, um, in, close to, uh, BBT. I know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Super grimy. And they, they dropped me off there. They have a like, bed. Right, That's about, yeah. yeah good luck. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Rough part of Chicago. Like, oh, this is awesome. So, yeah, so I ended up going home and uh, uh, Richmond calls me up and he's like, So, how'd it go? I said, Well, I made the team. He goes, Really? I'm like, Yeah. He goes, All right, cool. So, you're going to play uh, World Cup? I said, No, actually, I'm playing next weekend. He goes, You're playing next weekend? I said, Yeah, I'm playing next weekend. He goes, All right. And uh, sure enough, um, Richmond actually paid my flight. He was that pleased with me making one of his teams he uh he said all right we'll uh pay for the flight and let me know what it costs I said okay cool so he flew me down and yeah i played uh my first point against the russian legion oh wow got what a nice snap battle with the... oh yeah right my first point i played seven points that tournament i remember it was yesterday my first point i went uh Dredo one off the break uh shot a guy going there Instantly jumped into Dorito 2. Got into a quick snap battle with the guy at the X because there was, or was it an X or was it an A? It's probably an A. Got into a gunfight with the guy at the A and uh, out snapped Alexander Burdikoff. Got oh, super I know low. That yeah. I've yeah, heard that name go. before. Yeah, I've heard him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah out snapped Malloy in my first, uh, my first pro point. Well, at the and time. Then, uh, I believe he I was still baby Russia. <laughs> well, maybe yeah, not. Probably. Probably. Yeah. That's bear? dude. That's a crazy story. I've, I've never heard that. Uh, I've never heard that story before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I mean, like I said, man, I was. I was in the right place at the right time in Montreal, and uh, Richmond made a phone call. Thankfully, um, to Rennick. Rennick had me go out, and uh, I did everything I possibly could to impress Bruno. Isn't that crazy how how just I'm just thinking about the the timeline and the the number of events that had to happen in certain sequence for all of those things to fucking like make sure happen Fall to get place. you over cuz it's like okay imagine if like you woke up late that day or Richmond was playing on another field like his son was playing on a different side of the field or he or Richmond was having just a bad day and wasn't paying attention as much up. as he was. Yeah, like and or didn't show up or anything. So so insane how much like how much control you have over yourself, but how much chaos there is around you that ends up one way or the other. Oh yeah, is is just it boggles my mind when I think about it. Oh yeah, man, it's uh, it was. I'm telling you, man, I was super lucky. I was. Super lucky um, to be a Canadian paintball player and to have been in the right place at the right time. And a phone call was made on my behalf, uh, which I am super thankful for. Um, 
yes i mean there's no other way to explain it it was pure luck it was really it was lucky you know i've been doing i've been doing some thinking about luck right and yeah i think the right place at the right the right time is is kind of one of those things where it's like i think if something is supposed to happen it will um meaning like it's not like you were you were doing something hoping to be lucky you know like you were just doing what you would do because you enjoy whatever you were doing yeah. you know what i mean and just because oh, yeah. he saw you there could have been other multiple events that could have happened where you still could have played awesome paintball but richmond might not have saw you but the next weekend might have happened and you would have showed up like you normally do played your ass off like you normally do and then Richmond would have maybe paid attention or he might have been a you know what I mean so I, I always I've, I've really come to kind of look at life like things as long as you you have a good grasp of who you are and what you want to do for the most part or at least have some kind of passion and ambition for something and that you drive for and that you push for I think that life wants to give you that you know, and, and the universe oh, yeah. wants to give you that because I, I think about a lot of the stuff that I that I kind of push off as, as luck and being lucky and a lot of the things where I'm like, well, well, why didn't why didn't we come out on top on that? And then I think about it. I was like, well, I didn't fucking work my ass off. So why why would I? And, you know, that saying luck favors the brave or 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 or, or, or luck favors the prepared or but but if you think about it, it's like. The, uh, the the former of those sayings, the brave, the prepared, that's all stuff that they want to do that they're they're doing anyway, for re- right. for for regardless of the outcome, they're gonna do it, and and just because things start moving in the direction of the motivated, that's not luck, that's just happenstance. So for you, the saying would more be like I mean, the saying for you would be. Um hard work pays off right yes. that's kind of the, that's what you're saying is not so much the... the the universe wants to give you what you are willing to sacrifice i think is maybe more of a yeah i, I mean thinking about it because you think about like you could have been been, been doing other things that weekend oh for right sure. but you decided to sacrifice and go to the paintball field and work your butt off um people who work overtime and they work their ass off on certain projects or something because they wanted to work they didn't get lucky they work their ass oh, off no. oh, you know I what i mean and, it, and it's like i definitely did you put in the effort and i think the universe you know i'm beating a dead horse on this but i think th- that energy recognizes energy for sure and it, it's kind of one of those and it, i know it sounds kind of woo woo and fucking like <laughs> this and that but i re- but i really do i don't know if it's the older i get or the more, more books that I, that i read and the more, wiser, the more the <laughs> more the uh the more conversations that i have with people and and understanding their story more and understanding more of the uh the, the human mind and the thought process and this is like a therapy for me the, oh no doubt i mean uh, 100% in not just paintball therapy, but just but just life in general in therapy because I really get to kind of dissect people's brains in a way of where like I, I enjoy knowing or, or, or trying to figure out how people think and of and and just mindset. So, I mean, that's kind of how how I 
look at things. And I think you were, yeah, like you said, I think you were in the right place at the right time, but I think you would have been in the right place anyway, um, whether it had been that time or at a or, different time. Exactly. No, yeah. I hear you. I hear what you're saying for sure. Yeah. I definitely hear what you're saying. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, I, you know, oh, it sucks so bad too because I have um, reached out to Maddie Marshall about that tournament specifically. And you can't find anything from MAO 2012. Actually, I don't think you could find anything in terms of webcasts from that year. And what? Maddie keeps telling me, he's like, oh, it's, uh, there was a glitch in something. And <laughs> oh, there's they lost a glitch the in the footage. Matrix. It's fucking Yeah, gone. a glitch in the Matrix, man. And he lost, uh, they lost all the footage. Can't find it anywhere. Cheers, by the way. Love... Oh, cheers, bud. Cheers. Happy New Beer. Happy New Beer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mm. I'm not a beer drinker, and I'm really feeling it. Call me, call me lightweight. Well, yeah, man. you're drinking a stout, man. But it's good, though. Like, what's the percentage on that thing? Is it an imperial? Ten. I don't know. It does. Uh, five point three. Oh, okay. That's not too. Well, that's bad. not too bad. That's but I, but I don't bad. drink. Like uh, I, I hardly I, drink. I beg to differ. I have seen you drink. I drink on occasion. On occasion. Okay. okay. I mean, yeah. Uh, occasion. <laughs> We've we had some good times, once. brother. Oh, we have had some great times. Yeah. Um, oh, beer, yeah. Beer pong champs. Fucking wherever university. Oh, man. What university was that? I don't we know. We killed beer pong that night, too. We killed everything. Because we were... Oh, my God. That was so much fun. Uh, it was like a college party college yeah. town me you and aj i swear it was just me you and aj that's very possible i think you, it was just me, me you and aj and because everybody else everybody else either went home or because rob never stayed rob, no, rob, rob never, never stayed and ne- it was everybody else was local for the most part so i think it was just you me and him because we were all the hotel dudes um See, I could have seen Kirk Wozniak staying just because Kirk is Kirk. But I don't think Kirk was there, though. No? I No. Okay. I don't think. I'll have to get with AJ on this, but I'm pretty sure it was just you, me, and him. Okay. And I, it was, I remember it was a Saturday night. Oh, I had to have been a Saturday night. night. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because it was just for a practice. But we were like. I, I don't uh, know what hair got up our ass, but we were like, we got to go do something. I'm not, we're not just sitting in a hotel doing nothing. Bored out of our and pants, yeah. I remember what it was because it was like, we were asking around on what to do. And I think, you know what it was? There was a, it was like a karaoke bar or some shit. And we went yes. to this and there was a, <laughs> there was a band playing that was like, it was an Aussie cover band. It was a, it was a, it was an it was a, it was a Black was Sabbath cover band, and the lead singer was not that great. <laughs> I remember. He's and terrible. His, he was terrible, and his microphone was on eleven. Oh. And we were like, we gotta we gotta go somewhere. So we went we went there just for like it wasn't a karaoke bar. It was it was for a band and everything. And we I remember we were going there, and we were like, we gotta leave. We need to leave. We have to get out of here. We got to do something else. But then I don't know how we went from there and went to the uh, the the party and then just started like we were just started destroying all the games, like all the games. We were just like boom, 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 like just showed up and like 
killed it. Started taking everybody we, out. We destroyed university kids at university games. Yeah. Basically. Uh, no, it was a. Uh, that was in fourteen, right? Oh my god. Um. That was in one of the practices in fourteen, I think. Yeah, that was probably two thousand fourteen. That was probably 2014. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like it was on a week that we had to stay because the tournament was starting earlier. No, or no, no. We I think it was just a, I think it was just a, just a regular a, practice. I think it might have been just like a weekend, the first weekend practice. Oh man, we should not be talking about this, man. Bruno's gonna get—he's gonna call me. He's gonna be pissed. No, he, they knew. <laughs> they had to have known because, like, I think we oh, were. Sure. I think at practice we were like, we we're like, enough is fucking enough. Like, we gotta go do something. We're always, we always go yeah. after practice, and we're always tired, and we're always like, ah, oh, let's just fucking get food and go back to the hotel and like yeah. do the same shit and. Um, this time we were like, okay, well, nobody's staying. It's just us three. Let's find something to do. I remember I was adamant on it because I'm just like, we got to do something. I cannot. Yeah, yeah. I will well, not I sit in a hotel. Super adamant about it. Yeah, I'm like, we, like I don't care what it is. Let's again. go. Yeah, like, like either we go see a movie or we just fucking go get ice cream. I don't care. <laughs> we need to go. <laughs> we need to go do it and find something to do. And I don't know where the. I don't know where the bar came up. I don't know where the the parties uh, came into play, but it was it was a good time. It was a very good time. And we showed up to practice the next day on time. So I mean, it was a win win. Didn't feel great, but I mean, you know, teach their own. <laughs> but we were on time, that's for sure. <laughs> oh man, no, uh, man. I, you know what? I was thinking about because since uh, we were speaking the other day. Mm. And you brought, we brought that up, or you brought it up, or I brought it up. I don't, I can't remember. I was thinking about AJ, and I'm like, fuck, I'm like, dude, what is that guy doing? And it started, I started to realize how often it was just three of us in a hotel. Mm-hmm. So there was the odd time where Kirk would stay with us, or Rob would stay with us, or someone, but there was, Man, I can't even count on two hands the amount of times that it was me, you, and AJ. Mm-hmm. Just, all right, guys, uh, thanks for coming in. Here's your hotel. Have fun. Yeah. And what do we do, you know? And usually AJ is like, ah, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to hang out. Yeah. But for yep. some reason that night, he's like, I'm, I'm down. Yep, let's go. Let's go. And I mean, let's be real here. AJ was the captain, so. Yeah. Can't get mad at us. Yeah. Cannot get mad at us. Yep. I just I just did what he wanted to do. <laughs> exactly. AJ <laughs> wanted to go out. I was like, okay, sure. Like, all right, let's well, do it. AJ Thanks, wanted AJ. to. AJ started it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, dude, AJ. You know, talking about AJ, he was he was a killer too, man. He was one of those guys who was like. I think um, I remember him telling me a story of like he would just get the you know baggies of of paint like 20, 20 paintballs and just go and just do just, hundred balls and just yeah. shoot stuff and just just work on just accuracy and he was a nightmare to fucking uh, do snap shooting with or like or like one on ones. AJ was a baller, man. Yeah, that guy. Low key. Super low key, and I 
I really feel like he didn't get as much recognition as he deserved. Um, that kid can – I mean, I call him a kid. He's not even a kid. He's our age. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about back then. Mm-hmm. Back then, we were all kids. And, dude, he could play, man. There was something about the way he moved down the field. And uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I played with AJ for, for years from 2012 right up until – you know, he finally uh, hung up the the jersey and gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a lot of the time on the same side of the field as him, especially when you came on the field or came onto the team. Like you were you were snake side, you could handle your own that side, you know. And then there was uh, AJ would normally be somewhat up the center mm-hmm. or favored Dorito side. So it was, I mean, there was always um, very closeness in playing with AJ and watching him sometimes looking inside from Madrid and watching what he's doing and I could see the wheels turning in his head kind of like actually why I mean your wheels turn constantly no matter what <laughs> position you're playing yeah. you're like okay what can I do where can I go where's the line oh there's the line bam gone see ya you know you're off bunkering someone but AJ uh, had it more for like um, kind of a big picture mm-hmm. and you know, he was the. We were talking this one time at practice where we would, we were trying to figure out how to set traps on a field. So like, uh, we had a call for it, and I can't even remember what the call is, but uh, was it rabbit or something? I I can't even remember. We were trying to set a trap for a player that was moving down the Dorito side, and uh, he called it out, and I was like, okay, cool, yep, no problem, let's do it. Was it Genie? Did it. No, I don't know. Not. One of my favorite, one of my favorite calls on AfterShock though was Kelly Clarkson. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Gun was down. Your gun was oh, shit. Yeah. It just shit the bed because there was mud in it. Because we were probably playing in Dallas. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it wasn't working. And Kelly Clarkson. I liked Red for some Red. reason. Yeah, I was a big was, fan. That was when the, the the we had the W. Yep. And Red was always. Motherfuckers up there, like off the yep. break. Motherfuckers up there, and it was usually yep. my job to figure that out because I would be going corner or some shit. Be going corner, trying to so shoot it was him. Either you and... going corner on the left, me going corner on the right. And, yep. you know, one of us, one of us had come. to see. We had to look in. Yeah. So no choice. Yeah. yeah. Red was your favorite call. For some reason, I don't know. I don't know why. I think it was just a cool. It was. It was a very quick. Uh, introduction into the like into the game into the point right away like you're you had a job right away and you just got you got into a gunfight right away because normally um as a back guy you're usually shooting like you'll get you'll have some people shooting back at you um but normally you're just gonna be shooting you know a certain lane you're not really gonna get too much heat um you're gonna get a lot less heat than a guy going to a corner right um right but for a, for you or me going to a corner or anybody you know for that matter playing a corner, we um, <laughs> my alarm went off. It says go upstairs and read, dummy. Um, <laughs> that's my alarm. <laughs> um, but I uh, going to a corner. It's like you're you're getting into a gunfight with a guy who's running and shooting at you too. Um, and uh, it was just a cool just it was a, it was a cool first five seconds of the match. And I think oh, maybe sure. that's why I enjoyed it right away because I was like, it was a fun job initially. Yeah, yeah. 
So, since I started talking to you what, last last week, uh, a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago, about coming onto the podcast, which, uh, by the way, thank you very much for having me. It's, uh, Absolutely, man. I'm sorry cool, it man. took it's, so long. Uh, I've uh, been missing paintball, especially with the you know the chaos that's going on in the world right now. Um, not being able to travel, like I miss paintball, like no tomorrow. Yeah, I uh, feel you. To be honest, I miss. I miss all the guys. I miss the family that I had down in the States. I miss, uh, I miss you guys. Mm-hmm. And I, if I get together with you guys for a weekend of just, you know, shenanigans and maybe shoot each other a little bit, like, sign me up, man. Let me Same, know how bro. much I got to pay. Come Let down to, come down pay. to level up in Columbus on, on Sunday. Come down thing, to play. I st- Dude, I still have a curfew. Oh yeah. I have a curfew right now where I'm at eight o'clock curfew. Pat must be inside. If you don't have a note in your car, you cannot be driving. If you get pulled Cobra, over and you don't have that note being uh, an essential worker, you get a ticket. You get a fine. Oh, you it's get crazy. in trouble by your parents being, oh, uh, yeah. being out too late. Dude, I'm telling you, 8 o'clock, I don't think I've – when was the last time you had an 8 o'clock curfew? How old were you? Eight. Eight. I was eight years old. I'm in my 30s, man. What the fuck is going on? Mm. Pardon my French. I apologize. Yeah, it's all good. Dude, I, I uh, <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I, um, this whole thing is just very, very strange. Very, very strange times. And I, I, I'm really wondering how it's going to, uh, change the future or accelerate, uh, inf- um, Infl- I want to say not inflammation, but um, inflation of of everything because of the stimulus checks and, the and all this other shit. You know, I, I wonder how much, how fast things will start to escalate in price, and um, and just just getting back to normal. I, I think everybody's just kind of gnawing to get back to whatever normalcy is, but. You know, I, th- I think it's almost just, it's... going to be different. And I think I honestly think that uh, normal when this is done is not going to be the normal that we remember. I think yeah. I think uh, I think this whole thing is going to change the world in one way or another. Yeah. And I'm really not looking forward to, like you said, what the inflation is going to be like. Um, I think there's going to be re- repercussions for many years. Mm-hmm. Um it's uh it's unfortunate we're definitely gonna pay the price um and if you don't mind like i i understand this is a very touchy subject for a lot of people out there i really i'm i don't like to go too deep into it uh just because you know there's there's the left and there's the right everybody either agrees or disagrees and uh, I don't I'm a like happy middle like for that okay I, I agree I'm a happy middle <laughs> um, I think there's gonna be some chaos that's gonna come I think there's gonna be uh, a new reality that's gonna suck um, but it's uh, it is what it is I think you know we're just gonna have to learn to live with it mm-hmm. kind of thing you know what I mean um, yeah I know there's a lot of chaos going on south of the border for me also, I mean, with everything that you guys had a crazy year, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's a. I know it's a toughy, tough. Yeah, excuse me, touchy subject with a lot of people. So it's a. 
kind of something I try and steer away from, if you kind of understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not big on <laughs> not big on politics or like. Thank you. Me neither. Yeah. At all. Hate talking about it. Well, uh, it's it, the thing <laughs> is with politics, religion, and everything. It's just it's the same thing I always say. Um, with religion, there's too many for one to be right. I I know that there's something out there. Whatever it is, um, like. I've I've just had experiences and everything. I know that there's there's energy out there. There's something else out there, but I don't um I don't really tie myself down to any religion. And then the same thing for politics. It's 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 very like both sides have. It's just like with anything, right? You know, there's pros and cons with everything. Um, one hundred percent. But it's just it it sucks in on in a sense of where like if people on one side want you to agree fully, one hundred percent. On everything that that one side does it's like you know what it doesn't mean that I'm for the other side if I if I disagree like one thing or two things or you know what I mean so I don't really I don't really tie myself down as far as a, uh, a political party goes to it's just it's, oh, just, I, it's it, all fucking toxic to a point you know super toxic I mean those are the two topics uh, that caused the most war in this world right yeah it's because people can't agree or they can't um they can't be open-minded right they're closed-minded to what they believe and that's it that's all well and it's unfortunate that it causes as much war as it does and it's actually the main reason why i am really not a fan of talking of those two topics specifically because of that but um you know i i you'll never hear me tell someone my opinion of either of those topics ever i'll listen i have no problem listening but i will not chime in usually yeah i will not if i'm asked i will elaborate on my opinions and beliefs but it's not but i'm not it's it's what i believe at the time it's what it's what i think i feel is right um but it's not um but I'm, I'm not tied to my, you know, any kind of ideology or anything like that. It's it's very much – well, and, I, and, I, and I, the reason I say that too is because everything changes, man. Everything's fluid. Everything has a sway to it. And oh, sure. if you if you make yourself rigid and you you firmly put up these blocks and these fences and these, these – these, uh, just opinions on firm ground that you – are not gonna stray away from it's it's very kind of a rough spot to be in so that's why I'm always like yeah I'll, I'll talk about it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and persuade you into one right. thing or the other even though I think um, semi-auto is better than ramping but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I I will always you know um, be open-minded and listen to what other people have to say I don't doesn't mean I have to agree but it doesn't mean I can't listen to the other side and, and maybe be persuaded and think of something in a different perspective or a different way. I mean, that's why that's the main reason why I feel like people need to be open minded because maybe they haven't seen, maybe they haven't seen a certain angle yet, or maybe, or, or, or maybe the person that they're talking to hasn't seen the angle that you're giving them yet. And, right. but I'm not, and I'm not saying as in like sell, selling your idea and selling your perspective. I'm just saying like, Everybody sees the world through their own eyes, 
and can perceive it however they see fit. I hear you. Going back on this semi versus ramping thing. What did you say? What's going on? What? I didn't I say said anything. going back. Yeah, no, no, no. Something you said. <laughs> uh, going back on that, I was on the phone with Bruno mm. a couple weeks ago. And when I get on the phone with him, there's always that like five to ten minute conversation of, man, the good old days, you know, oh, of, yeah. of the team being together and this and that. And something came up that he said. He told me that there was an event that you actually had your gun in semi, and I didn't believe him. I was like, there's no way. I'm like, first off, if Carl needs the advantage, he's going to take it. Yes, you you pretty much shoot in semi because you never shoot enough bullets out of your gun to <laughs> even start ramping. <laughs> but I've loaded a pot or two. Uh, you know, I mean, in your career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he told me that you had played in semi for a whole tournament. And I was like, there's no way. Is that true? If I did, it was an accident. But I don't recall doing it on purpose. Oh, okay. I remember okay. doing it. A pr- like, I, I would play. Then, he did it. And I was like against it. And I told him not to. And he did it. And I'm like, uh, I, I don't think so. But. No. I was curious. What no, what probably happened was that I played I played a lot of practice perfect. in semi auto. I did a lot right. of practice in semi auto because I just I just enjoyed shooting it. And what I mean a lane is a lane and right. if you know, it's I don't know. It it's like if a ball is gonna be there, a ball's gonna be there and you know, whatever. But uh I no, I never I never purposely played in semi auto just because I, I could shoot faster awesome. than the twelve five or whatever it is. So I knew 100% if I did that, even even capping it, it was it was just too many steps to have to go through just to shoot in semi-auto at a capped, okay. you know, at a capped BPS when I knew right, I could right. shoot faster. So it was just more of a burden, and I'm just going to be like, ah, I don't want to fucking be capped. I'd just rather shoot semi-auto or uh, shoot okay. ramping. But, I didn't um, think so. Yeah, no, I, I did it practice. But uh, for sure, other than that, no. I almost convinced Bruno though to let me use the EMEC at an event, or or at least a game. Yeah, Yeah. he did tell me about that too. And he was that close to letting me. He should have let you. He should have, dude. Because I was, and you know when it was, I think it was at World Cup. You would have shot the same amount of paint. I would have shot the same amount of paint and probably (laughs) the same amount of people. No doubt, without a doubt. (laughs) Without um, a doubt. One shot, one kill. It's uh, I I love it, man. It's fucking simple. <laughs> it's simple. If you can you can control people with a small amount of paint concentrated into a small area. <laughs> 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 and I don't know, man, my brain works in a weird way, but and Bruno gets fucking furious at the amount of paint that I shoot. Yeah, I, he used to. Oh, yeah. I used he to definitely laugh. used to. And then he I like, loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> he came around eventually. You know, you could you could start a tournament with the same with four pods in your back, finish the tournament with the same four pods on your back or a practice. A practice. I think he went all weekend one time with the same pods in your back. I might have. I kept him cool though. But I I do want to say, though, that it wasn't all, like, 
it was a bit selfish. I will admit that because I probably there was probably multiple occasions where I should have been shooting my gun rather than trying to take advantage of an opportunity um, all the time. But the but the with the way that I with the way that the game plays, right? Um, and and I look at that and I go, okay, yeah. I mean, there probably was times where I should have shot my gun a lot more to maybe control somebody, not let them out, or just just did my job at that particular time of like holding somebody down but the the innate uh guttural instinct of getting close to somebody and and taking taking ground that is given or or taking ground that is taken um by you know myself just by the fucking work i put in to take ground um i just i it's just it's in me to do that so I would say you put yourself into a lot of positions where it was good not to shoot also. You put yourself and you found yourself in positions. I mean, you're you're fast, dude. I raced you once. and But I have um, different attributes, I thought, too. I thought I was fast. I feel like I'm not just fast. I am I'm also no, kind no, no. of good at paintball. Oh, you are good at paintball. Um, <laughs> but you are able to get yourself so far up the field so fast that if you – do shoot your gun you just pretty much wave the flag right. hey i'm here you know what yeah. i mean yeah so it's uh like i agree with there's definitely a lot of times a lot of situations where it was better that you didn't shoot your gun like a hundred percent i agreed with it 100 percent. i actually one of my f- favorite tournaments uh that i played with you was chicago it was one of the last years that we played together um and i was your back player Oh really? Dude, we destroyed that snake set. There's there's a lot. So okay, coming. It was from, Chicago 2000. I mean, what was the last year that we played? 18. Well, last year I played was 18. So that was the last year I played. Yeah. So. 2018. Uh, so I want to say it was Chicago 2018, maybe 2017. But there yeah. was a tournament where we played very well together on the D side, on the snake side, I should say. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, there was a. Uh, on the inside of the snake, there was that, like, how do you even say that? It's like a ginormous wing type thing. Yeah, the wing. It's like a half car wash, basically, but mm-hmm. the same size. You know, it has that straight edge and then the car wash edge. Is anyways. this when we played X Factor and... New York Extreme. New York Extreme. Houston. Houston Heat, New York Extreme, that X was, Factor. I think that was 18, because I remember... Yeah. I remember, um, yes, it was, it was a 50. It was, it was like a V the 50 was yes. like a V. And then at the tip of the V was the fucking, the wing ding. Exactly. And the yeah, wing I wing remember wing. that because I remember, I remember getting pissed at Bruno for, uh, conceding a point against, um, X factor because it was me and somebody else left. And I literally had just shot two guys going. I think I shot Colt and Archie. Um, going through my lane that I was just shooting because I know they were trying to get down the field. I shot two of them, and then he conceded the point. And I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, dude, because I think we just me. evened it up at that point. Yeah. Um, but I could also understand why he did it um, because it was, a, it was a quick two. Um, but, yeah, dude, oh, I, 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 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he probably didn't even see it yet. Didn't yeah. even realize it was two on two. Mm-mm. He thought it was all oh, fuck. It's four on two, and uh, right. And right, times like uh, winding down. Let's not let bunker uh, call get bunkered. You know, which I appreciate. Thank you. Yeah, one hundred percent. Thank you, Bruno. But sometimes, sometimes getting bunkered makes me feel alive. Yeah, sometimes it gives you that anger that you need. That ooh, that one hurt a little bit. All right. Yeah, but there okay. are definitely sometimes where you're looking over, you're like, hey man, you know, it's a uh, five one. Can you please, uh, you know, <laughs> hit that buzzer anytime soon? No, oh, you're gonna let me get bunkered. Thanks, Bruno. Love you, bro. You know what? Honestly, dude, I will stay out there if it's fucking ten on one. Oh, so would I. So would I. Run I, me down, you know dude, what? if you have to. That's my type of um, yeah. I'm a, we're, you and I have a very similar mindset because we. I mean, we also played very similar positions on the field. So, which, yeah. which to me, when you did play behind me, it's very hard for me to get that perspective because I have such, at least to myself, I have a very unique playing style in uh, meaning like I don't communicate nearly as much as I need to. And I do a lot of my moves off of a whim. So I I can only imagine it's rather difficult to really kind of keep track of what I'm doing. Um, What was, I mean, from your perspective, at least from doing that, I mean, you were saying we had a, a good year, or a, a, a good event. Great, um, great event. Yeah, great event. On that side of the field. What was that like playing a position uh, of yours, which would be front Dorito side, one on the Dorito side, and then being moved over to more of a support role? To playing your, your uh, support? Yeah. <clears throat> so. Um, How do you adapt to that? I have I have played as a support role before. Like, uh. even on Aftershock. Like, I didn't. Yeah, I was mainly a, a front attacker on the Dorito side. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times where I was a two. Uh, you know, AJ just played so well on the D side. We're like, all right, right. Like, attack. I'll be your two. And then we would have someone behind me. So, like, playing a two position um, for me was very easy to uh, come into because I had a previous year before I even went pro where uh, I made a team that was a very sit back and shoot kind of style team. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they would just lane all game and 15 VPS. They'd sit back 15 pods, just shoot lines and wait for the other team to attack. Mm-hmm. I was an attacker and yeah. that was my mentality. And the only way they could handle me or keep me at bay, I should say was they said, okay, man, like we cannot, stop you from attacking so we're gonna put you snake corner all right cool so i played like half a season snake corner Hmm. 25 minute halves and i learned how to sit still and shoot my gun had no choice but i'm telling you as soon as that front player was gone i was like i'm in the snake and now i'm attacking again fill the void yeah but no playing so playing behind you knowing what it's like to be an attacker and what you're looking for me being over my bunker and shooting pretty much the whole time, I could see, okay, what are you looking at? You're looking at this. He's looking for this opening. If he's if that opening is there, he's going to go. I was able to um, adapt my lane off of where you were looking, basically. You kind of knew what wheels were I kind of knew what, what your ultimate goal was. Right. So knowing what your ultimate goal, being an attacker myself – 
made it an easier job to play behind you because I knew what you were looking for and I knew how to help it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I could, I, I would. Uh, whereas if I couldn't, I would have to relay and say, hey, you know, this Carl needs this shot, whatever. Um, however, that tournament wasn't even anything from the inside because there was that huge, stupid car wash or whatever the yeah. hell they call it um, that blocked basically the whole lane from the center. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I kind of knew what you were looking for and what you were looking to do, and uh, I played off of it. And then when when you would trade or die or whatever the case may be, I would have to fill, and now I became the attacker again. So mm-hmm. like for me, that kind of role I enjoy, especially now as I get older. Like I go to a field, forget it. I'm not I'm not attacking. I mean, I will if I have to, but yeah. uh, I want to be on my feet. I want to be seeing the field. Uh, I understand the field now. So playing behind you, I was starting to understand the field, and um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that when I had to attack, I could. When I wanted to attack, if I wanted to come up into the snake with you, I did. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I, it was one of my favorite times playing Snakeside, to be honest, in my whole professional career of playing paintball was that tournament just because it was a it was a good time it was it was fun um, I could see the whole field and playing behind you was uh, I'm not gonna say it's easy but it, you you made it pretty easy just because I could see where you were looking you know I had a whole vision on what you were trying to do and and uh, playing with you for so many years I was able to kind of figure it out so it was uh, it was fun it was, I enjoyed myself that tournament. I really, really did. Um, that was probably the funnest I had ever had playing Snakeside, to be honest. That so means a lot. Uh, that means a lot. I'm glad I'm a part of that moment for you. And oh, for sure. You know, I've 100%. I've always enjoyed playing. You know, with you and then uh, and, and with the guys. And I, I do want to bring up something though that you mostly me. Uh, I tend to get a little bit ahead of myself and <coughs> I have a tendency I've, I had a tendency at times of, of I've, I very much have a lot of passion for the game and um, there were times where I would take the 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 selfish stand and with the way a point went down I would I would let maybe a certain player know if I thought they should have done one thing or done another or whatever. And I, I instead of pointing the blame on myself of what I could have done better, I I I, I pushed it somewhere else. Which and and, I, and what sucks is I think it was in the roster. It was at the end of the roster. It was when we did. Uh, I think it was a champs and challengers, and we lost against dynasty i think it was the uh, dynasty game and i think i uh, i i think i i yelled i don't think i'm pretty sure that i for some reason it you were on the d side and i thought that you should have been further down the d side because one because i just i know how you can play <laughs> so hear me out i know there's this I, coming to an apology so, <laughs> It is because there's no apology. I know, either, I so. know, I know. But <laughs> be, but I'm the the reason I'm saying it is because I I was I was coming from a selfish spot, but um, 
but I yelled at you and I, I, I always think back on things like this and I go like I, why why was I such a fucking a cock ass um, you know ab- about <laughs> wow, the situation that's, that's and, a word. and rather than rather than assess what what I did wrong and I I, I, I would push back on other people because I knew that they were better than what I thought had happened and there and you and I got into it because I thought you should have went down the field further because they, they only beat us by I don't, I don't know whatever it was but I don't at, even remember that to be honest yeah but I I'd have to go back and watch the roster yeah but I just it, it just kind of it, it irked me when I watched it because you kind of being on something like that and, and being documented and and having an outburst because there were there were other multiple times where I was like I threw my loader and there was one time I did throw I threw my loader because I was we were playing impact and we were fucking them up and I kept making all my spots but I, my loader would either my loader would either malfunction or, down or my paint would break yeah, oh, and I would be making the 50 off the break and all this shit, and I would just be like shit out of luck, and I just got frustrated, and I threw my loader, and it was it was on the webcast. I'm like, I look like a fucking idiot, and and I just look back on it, and I'm like, all this stuff is documented, and I, I feel like a fucking such an asshole. Um, Dude, okay. But, but yeah, it was just, looking back on it, I just, I've really have assessed myself uh, over the years and looking at it, and it's like, I... I don't want to disguise it as, as passion because I did have passion for it, but I just don't understand why I took the route of blaming other people for the situation that we ended up in. And it, and it, and it, and it fucked with me and I, you know, all you can do is accept it. But I just, I look back and I'm just kind of like, I shake my head because I just respected all of you so much. And, and the same thing with the 2015 season thing. I, I, I respected all of you and I left for selfish reasons, which I don't. I don't regret the decision because I end up getting. I, I got some close friends in the X Factor camp, and with Alex, I, I um, I, I got to know Alex a lot more and on a deeper level, which was Martina. awesome, awesome dude, uh, awesome team. He is a good dude. Yeah, but I left for selfish reasons when we could have had. We could have said we can say could have, would have, should have. You know, for the fifteenth season, could, you could say that all day about. You know, every year you play payhole. Exactly. Um, but but you know, it's just like uh, I don't even know where the fuck I'm getting at. Like I'm, I don't know. I just I'm, I guess I'm. <laughs> you lost I, train of thought. I apologize hey, for the dick moves. Uh, so, in my opinion, dude, there's number one. There's nothing to apologize there. Heat of the moment. Let's be real here. We we play paintball, or we played. I should say, we played paintball. Paintball's um. Paintball is an intense sport. The emotions that are involved with paintball, the highs, the lows, uh, can be an extremely emotional game. And when you're at your high, you're yeah, it's great. When you hit a low, man, you get frustrated, and the frustration is real. Um, you know, when you're in the heat, the heat of the moment, especially a point like that, like when we're doing really well, and you know something happens and yeah i mean it's it's very possible what you may have said i'm not going to lie here i don't actually remember mm-hmm. uh, that's a good what thing you that's may have thing. said could have 100% been the truth 100% uh, i can't tell you oh no you know this is what happened for that 
particular moment. Um, let's be real here. We played for Aftershock, and there was a lot of blow-up moments. <laughs> there were some moments. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there wasn't a lot, but uh, they were all good. Enough to remember no, most the, of them, yeah. The the heat of the moment thing is like that's a real thing, and it's a uh, you can't blame someone for that. I've played. I've grew up playing competitive sports, and being competitive means you're competitive no matter what. Your your mindset is competitive. You have to be, and yeah, man, I don't think it's uh, so much of being selfish and not blaming yourself. There was a lot of things that you blamed yourself on. Um, there's a lot of things that everybody blamed themselves on. And 100%, if you saw something that you weren't a fan of, you speak it because you want to be more competitive. I, I, Dude, I would never fault anybody for saying, hey, man, you should have done this better. Uh, okay, cool, man. I'll keep that in mind for next time, and I will try and do it better um i won't fault anybody for that if you've got something to say you say it it's a competitive sport it's high intensity it's yeah. uh aggressive I yeah mean, shit happens man i i agree I, I i i agree and i think i'm just more because i look more internal now and i and i but i, I think well, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I'm, yeah, but what I think happens is the how I grew up playing is that I was I was highly everybody was dependent very dependent on each other. There there was a lot of demand on everybody to be at their best every time they showed up and every time they stepped in that paintball field. There was a high demand of performance, and sure. I think that got embedded in myself. And what I think, what I'm trying to get at is, is, as far as like what I'm more kind of irritated at myself at the time for was that instead of just being mad at the moment and then going back and being mad at the moment, assessing myself and assessing the situation and then after the fact going to whomever I think could have done something differently, come at it with a, with a, with a deeper understanding of the, of, of what happened, um, is that at the time I I had the same mindset for everybody on that team or for any you know team I played for at the time was was a high uh, demand of performance from everybody for sure and and I think in my position because I I always heard a lot of shit uh, you know Bruno would always tell me a lot of shit because of some of the perks that I was given um, because of my status or who I was and I I wasn't I wasn't unaware that you guys knew. Um, but there were there were also deals that I made um, because I was in the position to, um, you know what I mean? And, and and it wasn't because well you know because I know I can and because you know fuck everybody else on the team. It was it wasn't that it was. I was I felt very team oriented. I, I wanted everybody to succeed, and there, I, I like I said the only thing I really did um, uh, during the years at least for shock was leaving that one, uh, leaving that season. I did that hundred percent selfishly. And, um, but it was more when I was playing for the teams, it was more like just, I, I was more selfish on just having everybody show up. Like everybody just fucking be at your best. Like that's what I'm demanding. And I felt like even though I wasn't a captain, I felt like I was, I was more of a, a, a leader on the team, but it's like, did you just give me a heart? 
Did you I, just, you know what, you dude? Me, I, I clicked on my I, my bad. I clicked <laughs> no, on a, my it's all good. and it was like a huge heart that it's, popped up. I was like, what the fuck just happened? It's all good, man. I, I'm, I you know I go on rants, but I, it's I like, love you. Well, you, I, I, I start doing these podcasts, and I'm sure a bunch of people fucking just. I'm so annoyed at my own voice, so I don't go back and listen to these things because I just enjoy the moment as I'm, as it's happening, and because of I hate course. my voice. Listening to myself is like fucking ch- nails on a chalkboard. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, you know, as I'm having conversations and as these memories are recalled, uh, with these people that I talk to, um, and, 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 you know, stories with, with yourself, I'm like, I sit there and you kind of realize over some things of like, man, how, how minuscule some things were that were taken out of context or were like misconstrued just as a, a if anything ever involves multiple people, there's always going to be multiple stories or multiple ways something went down. Absolutely, all the time. And um, I remember, I remember getting on a level with Bruno, to where him and I could freak out at one another for like two seconds, and then we can both look at each other in the eyes, nod, and then be good. And then, oh, and then now it's man. like it, it. Now we're back at ground zero, and everybody's good. And like one of us will recognize that the other like just from looking at each other one of us will recognize that one of us was wrong and we would know which one and we would move on that's it and that was it so you spoke the bruno language i tried to what do you mean you tried to you did (laughs) so bruno has his own language and again i love the guy he is amazing he's like one of my best friends one of my favorite people for sure do you remember Oh, what was the saying he used to say? It was, um, don't do as I say, do as I mean, something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's basically sounds saying right. like, it was basically saying like, oh no, I'm telling you this, but I actually mean this. And I, that's what I really want you to do. Mm-hmm. Kind of. You that, have to dissect you what had, he's saying. It's, it's, you can, you're either having to decipher what he's saying or decipher his facial expressions. Which were multiple different uh, concoctions of eyebrows and lips and like <laughs> dimple cheeks. <laughs> oh yeah, there is definitely you definitely playing for him had to decipher what he was saying because it was either. Oh my bad. You're good. I'm uh, on a phone now, just because I didn't want that shit to happen again. Um, it was either. you understood what he was saying and did it and it was wrong because it wasn't what he meant or I don't know. There was just a a way you had to know what he was thinking right? to do what he actually wanted. And um, yeah, Bruno's a one of a kind. Love the guy for it. Very, very fortunate to have been able to play for him, um, uh, become his friend, at least I, I think, uh, <laughs> you, you know, he's, he's one of those guys, man. He can, um, big heart, lots of passion for the game, um, knows what he wants as far as, uh, game plans go. And I just don't think I don't think we had at the time or on multiple occasions. I don't think Bruno 
was as respected in coaching terms as much as he needed to be to have a real successful run at the, um, you know, at being a coach. Uh, you know, you need as a coach, as a successful coach, I feel like you need all players 100% behind everything that you're, you are, uh, everything that you're speaking of. Okay, so you're talking about on on aftershock on aftershock. Yes. See that? I agree with you. Um, I think he bled blue. He bled blue through and through. Mm-hmm. And um, it's unfortunate. You're a hundred percent right. I feel like we definitely did pick up players um, that didn't have the respect for him that they should have. Um, trying to be politically correct right now. I honestly do think that uh, some player pickups were not good because of that respect issue. I don't think uh, they did. Anyways, um, I agree with you on that. I think he needed more respect. And... You know, there's a there's a lot of people that out there that will be that will say, oh, you know, Bruno's crazy. Bruno's this. He's constantly yelling. He's he's really not, man. And being a guy that played for him for many many years, he doesn't always yell. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, he's intense. Um, but paintball is intense. Yeah, he has that passion. I think if you understood him or if you took the time to understand him, you would understand that he just really, honestly, what it comes down to is he bleeds aftershock blue, man. Yeah. That's, that's what it came down to. And other people didn't get it. Well, and I think he recognizes, uh, you know, and I don't want to speak for Bruno on this, but this is obviously just going to be my take on it. But I think Bruno really knew and knows where someone's head or heart is. Um, I think he was a very good judge of character, um, for the most part. On uh, kind of, and he was really good at feeling people out on like where their mindset was, where their head was, their attitude. He was very good at uh, deciphering all of that, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I think that was one of his one of his many uh, abilities as far as a coach goes strength yeah Yeah. definitely a strength I hear you so how is that stout with the maple it's pretty good it fucking tastes like beer but like (laughs) I I am curious yeah I am like I've said before too I'm more of a green thumb than I am a um, from the uh, from the tap kind of recreational recreationist (laughs) <laughs> that's not a word um <laughs> but get the fact checker right that's yeah weird. but uh no it tastes good there's a very um the maple and pecan aftertaste it's really good excuse me I'm, I'm carbonating oh <laughs> uh, you're carbonating yeah All right, cool works mm. <laughs> i'm also i thought it was down so i feel good so this is the fun car fun carl is about to come out like the, so where is this like? What do you mean, fun, uh, Carl, pl- dude? I no, no, I, I thought I was kidding. fun all kidding. the time. What are you the, talking the, about? The playing on podcast after dark. Ooh, 
don't know. Some podcasts, some podcasts, I some podcasts I do high. Some I'll drink here and there, and most of the time I'm drinking tea, and most of the time I would like have like a an edible or something beforehand, or it's just like the reason I I do it is because I feel like, and and it it helps me think a certain way when I'm not high too is that it, it I, I it helps me look at things from kind of a different angle and maybe ask a certain question that I might not think of normally I um, hear you. yeah so it just it's a kind of a it, it's a helper I hear you I hear you it's a curiosity See, uh, so chasing. you you told me that and I was like you know what man we have to have a beer just for old time's sake yeah um, you know it's been uh, years since we've finished practice and we had a beer together. So I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? It's a beer kind of night. Let's just have one or two. And Yeah, maybe three. I'll have three right yeah, now. See, there you go. Now you're talking. And um, no, <laughs> So that I... go upstairs, read dummy uh, alarm is out the window. Yeah, right now I'm reading. <laughs> I'm reading. Um, I don't know how much you read, but I'm, I'm uh, in the. In the midst of reading uh, Twelve Rules for Life" by Jordan Peterson. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm dabbing dabbling in that at the moment. Right on. Uh, so I'm in the middle of a book called Shantaram. Um, very long. Yeah, thank it you. It sounds long. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a lengthy book for sure. It's a very well worded. Um, has a, it's a great story honestly it's a great story it's really well written um, I'm looking forward to getting past part two into part three and then hopefully um, depending on how the book finishes of course picking up the uh, the sequel oh, nice because it's uh, it's based on a true story it's an auto autobiography I assume some of it is partially fiction but uh mm-hmm. it's written by the main character of the book um and it's so far it's man it's a uh, it's been a page turner it's uh, real good nice so yeah it's uh it's interesting i'm super interested in it it's my book that i read um days where i kind of just you know don't want to watch tv i don't want to really think about beer um i'm also reading uh like how to make beer and this and that and blah 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 but um trying to learn on my learn more about my craft Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's my that's my actual book book that's not my research book so it's uh but it's good it's very good so far and i'm i'd say i'm a third of the way through it it's been a phenomenal read I say the same thing. I say the same things about books as I do jujitsu, and I, I wish I would have discovered it. it. It would have been nice to discover it and enjoy it at an earlier age. Sooner. Yes. Right. Yes. Because when I was younger, uh, reading for me was always like I had to because I because I was told to read. I had to go read whatever book. You know what I mean? Uh, in high school or whatever i was always told like you what you have to read this do a fucking report blah 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 and that didn't i did i wanted to read what i wanted to read but then i never had any motivation motivation to read after the fact um 
and and now like the past year and a half two years i've i've really kind of like started to enjoy reading and and listening well i've been listening to podcasts for probably i think that really changed a lot of things for me too is when i started listening to more podcasts than i did music depending on what i'm doing um that has really kind of opened up my eyes and, and gave me a different perspective on things. But, uh, but then the reading on top of that, it's like weird. It's like all this adult shit that I'm all of a sudden stumbling onto. <laughs> like, it's like eye opening. Right? No, it's becoming a fucking mid thirties adult. You douche. You, you know what the problem is? Uh, you don't play paintball anymore. As long as you play paintball, you are a kid at heart. And now, uh, yeah. you're, you're catching up which kind of sucks because I'm in the same boat and I really want to go back to paintball because that those days were a lot easier. Dude, paintball sounds fun, man. <laughs> I've had a few teams ask me like, Hey man, you want to, you want to come play for us this year? We need a first attacker. I'm like, ah, as much as I enjoy that position. And as, as much as I will probably p- play that position in like 10 man stuff. Um, it, it's dude, it's such a, it's it such a like toll, a man. dude. It's a toll on your body for sure. Big time. It's a toll. Yeah, it's a toll. And I'm by no means like out of shape. Um, no, no. But uh, it's just, man, dude. Do I want to keep throwing my body into the ground every single weekend? Um, I'd much rather. I would much rather play and play occasionally, but help out like help out generations coming up. I hear that. I definitely hear that. And, um, I'm now kind of at the point where I want to get back into it for sure. I absolutely want to play paintball again. Uh, I would have played last year to be honest in the States, but yeah, can't fucking travel with who, who, with who, uh, Dude, I would have played with anybody last year. Do if I, I sound more travel. serious when I'm closer to the mic like this? It, you you kind of do actually sound a little... Hold on. A lot more serious. Ooh. Yeah, you're a little... <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was bad. So you're saying, no, you, you're saying that you would have played with really anybody... Anybody last year. But you just, didn't have anybody I mean, lined up, really. No, I couldn't travel. Like, Canadians, I don't know if you noticed, but... Did you see any Canadians playing any tournaments last year? But isn't the, can- With isn't the, very the border few... between Canada and Canada, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and the US, isn't that kind of like an invisible fence? Dude, it's border. blocked. It is blocked. You are not allowed to cross. Like I don't know if you noticed, but Impact was not Impact last year at World Cup. There were zero Canadians on Impact. Zero. Yeah. The traveling Traveling, I mean, but some parts of the border has to be like forest, <laughs> where you could just cross. You could just cross and fucking Fuck dress it, yourself man. up as like yeah. the fox, like the one behind you, and just <laughs> cross the border all nimbly oh, bimbly. You know, I painted that. Really, that fox? Yeah, I painted that when I was like six years old. Why? I shit you not, dude. You should fucking keep painting, dude. I was, uh, I was young. I painted a lot. Oil painting. You're still uh, young, bro. 
Yeah, I'm in my 30s, buddy. Dude, you're come on. You're still a baby. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Why don't you paint it, anymore? Uh, it's too time consuming. I have a so new is craft. making fucking beer. So I make beer exactly. That's just as artistic. To be real, like. Yeah. Okay. I am uh, artistic in a different way. I produce fun. Mm, is the way I see it. Liquid fun. Exactly. I produce fun. It's uh, it's rewarding. Mm. I go into a store now and I, I see all the beers that I produce. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. People are buying this and I'm making it. Like It's a, it's a cool thing. Um, since you I should make this- a can with a giant dick on it. <laughs> <laughs> and call it Fat Load Brew. Fat load brew. No, I don't. I don't feel like that. That might not sell of, that uh, well. No, I don't feel like that's uh, really uh, up the alley of the brewery I work for. Or just call it um, up the alley. I don't know. Up the alley. There you yeah. go. And then put a big giant no, asshole uh, in the front. We've got a lot of uh, cool. In- I mean, not cool, but interesting named beers. Um, some of them being French names. Some of them being. Ink. English, excuse me, I have the uh, hiccups. Oh, you got the Carbies um, too. Yeah, I've got the Carbies, man. I'm like, what? I'm on number three as well. That sounds very Canadian. You know what else Ugh. is a Canadian thing? I'm sorry, we'll get to your na- your beer names, but you know what is also Canadian is giving people fucking weird nicknames. I feel like nicknames that kind of sound like the name, but they kind of fucking don't. I think it's like a hockey thing or it's like a Canadian thing, but. I, I don't know why that just reminded me of, but I remember like people giving each other nicknames and y'all give each other some weird fucking nicknames that sometimes don't sound anything like what people. Okay. Okay. I hear you. Uh, I definitely hear that. Um, like your bra guy. To... Stop it. I remember. Yeah, dude, you're bra guy. <laughs> you're that's that's how I know, I know you. That's my nickname for you is fucking Brian. That's guy. because that's every Brian's nickname. I only know I one Brian, you. dude, and it's you, bro. You no, Brian guy. No, no, yeah. Uh, that was actually the nickname my mom used to call me when I was a kid. Brian guy. Yeah. So it's funny you say that, but no, I, honestly, that's like uh, that's just the nickname for Brian's, and I feel like that's you. Brian's. Brian. So oh, okay. any Brian, Brian's as What's in Brian total. short for? Um, Bry. <laughs> Brian is short for Bry. <laughs> no, I have no. Brian's not short for anything. Like, I don't. I don't know, man. Uh, Brytholomew. It depends. Um, Brian is just a name. So I have a very Irish background, and uh, oh, Brian that's right. Is just you have a, that uh, Irish tattoo. Yeah. So um, uh, we won't say where my family. At. My family is very Irish. Um, my dad being um, a direct descendant of, my, I mean, hell, my grandparents, man. My grandparents came, were straight off the boat in the 70s with my dad. My dad landed in America, moved up to Canada. Like, I'm first generation Canadian in my family. Um, very Irish family. So you're an Irish Canadian who speaks French. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? All right. No. All right. 
Well, I, I also live in a province where you have to speak French. If you mm. want to survive, mm. you have to speak French. All I do from us. Exactly. Exactly. Cheese omelet, man. Un, deux, trois. One, two, three. It's a great language, Salut. man. It, yeah, exactly. It rolls. Salut, bonsoir. It's, um, it's an interesting language. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, like I said, to, to live in Montreal, you have to speak French. To survive in Montreal, you have to speak French. To have any sort of job um, that deals with public, you have to speak French. Yeah. So it's uh, we have language police, man. Ooh, jeez! Like that's a real thing, apparently. I feel like French is a is a language where your tongue sits very low and back in your mouth when For, you when you speak yes. it. So French people can't pronounce uh, the the sound that th make like the. They can't pronounce that. Yeah. Um, TR, they have trouble pronouncing TR, which is crazy because they have their R's are, are rolled, right? They roll their R's yeah. in French. So, tree, they can't pronounce tree properly. They say uh, tree or uh, no, sorry. I was going to say they that sounds the exact same. No, my bad. <laughs> they, sorry, I've actually got that reversed. They can't pronounce three because of the TH. They say tree. I've oh. got it reversed. My oh, bad. Okay. They I say thought you were tree. fucking with me for a second. It's, I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. No, it's um, it's a, it's a fun language. It's hard to learn for sure. Um, I feel like it's something. If I were to go back and redo it, I would like to learn French at a younger age and be better at it. Right. Um, I know to you, I'm I sound 100% fluent. But I am really not. Um, in Canadian? Oh, yeah. Here, uh, like, people in French, they hear me speak French, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's English. <laughs> they, they know, because I will mess up on my masculine and feminine pronunciations, and, and they're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, he said one word masculine, but another word feminine. Every, every word in French is either masculine or feminine, by mm. the way. So the, it's a very sexist either, language. Wow. Yeah, it's. I mean, everything <laughs> is masculine and feminine. Um, so the can change. The can be the masculine or the feminine. So if I put a masculine the in front of the word I say, you that say is it a deeper word. <laughs> no, it's not about oh, saying okay. it deeper. <laughs> 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 you know, it's like le or la. Ah. So if. So depending le being the, the word, masculine. Le being the masculine, la being the feminine. Depending on the word that you put in front of, um, will decide whether it's le or la. Mm. So I will mix that up and French people automatically know, oh yeah, he's English. Whereas I go around in the States and I speak French to other French people and they're like, oh my God, he's so fluent. Yeah. No, not 100%. <laughs> I, I see uh, you work in the crowd down there at events when we're oh, out and 100%. about. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. It works. I mean, fucking works. It works. It works, right? Do? It's a Canadian guy in America and, uh, you know, speak a little bit of French and uh, people go a little bit wild. Yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. a good time. So let's, I want to get back to your brewery um, and who you oh, yeah. who you brew for. So I am, 
Brewing at Brasserie du Bois Blanc. There you go. That's a French one for you. That sounds um, like a pot of boiling water. Okay, so with here, what you just... let me. I will say it slower. Brasserie. Brasserie. Du. Du. Bois. Bois. Blanc. Exactly. So it like actually uh, it translates to um, the Oops. Whitewood Microbrewery. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's cool. So it's uh, Bois Blanc is Whitewood, and Brasserie is uh, basically microbrewery. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, it's, see um, let, me see that. let me check that can out. There you go. This is uh, Tampais Vin. This Brasserie. is one of their first. Yeah. Bu? B B B. Blah. Blanc. Bois bois blanc. Bois blanc. Yeah. What is that? What about is that tempeh? Or no? Uh, so it's it's tempête divine, which Ooh, stands for divine storm. So divine storm. Um, to be honest, I'm not 100 percent certain as to what the reason is that they called this can that. Um. Because it's purple. I'd actually have to get the story behind it, but it's an Imperial IPA. Uh, it's one of my favorite beers from us. Uh, it's an 8.3 Ooh. Imperial IPA. Yeah, you're yeah, a fucking a, pro, dude. I'm sitting here drinking fucking drinking rookie stout, and you're <laughs> you're making veteran dude. moves over there with your uh, so IPA. So I've had a 9.6% double IPA. I've had an 8.3% Imperial IPA. And I've had a 6.5% New England IPA while I've been on the phone with you. And you're completely <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know. See, but you can handle your, of being you, a brewer. you have always been able to handle yourself in situations of multiple drinks, I feel. But I, yeah. but, but uh, there have been times where I, where I didn't drink at all, and I could tell when you were like, "Ooh, he's had more than seven. Uh, well, to ten. I mean, that was usually like a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> because there was, I forget what event it was, but it was a ten man event, and I'm like, Brian is drinking on the field right now. <laughs> That's when I know he's, uh, he's hot for it. Well, let's be real here. It's a Sunday. We're playing ten men. And it's a mixed – unless the team that we're playing for is like chugging beers before they even get on the field. But for me so, – yeah, but like I, I can't – You know, I, I kind of got to be part of that. I can't drink – okay, the, at least for me, I can't – I never understood the drinking and playing paintball because like for me, I feel like I get like slower and I, I don't enjoy myself when Oops. I'm when I'm like drinking – and trying to play and trying to do something like physical, like right. I, I could do it if I smoked or if I if I had an edible or whatever. I playing paintball is amazing at that point, um, but but drinking and trying to do anything like that, I just have a miserable time. So I never even fucked with it. I was always like, ah, I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna play to play, and uh, I, I don't know how you guys did it, man. I was, no, I hear you. No, no it's um. Any chance uh, I can ask you for a 30-second timeout? I have my doorbell's ringing. Yeah, 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 go ahead. <laughs> yeah, give me a second.
Sorry about that. Nope, I'm leaving so, it yeah. all in. I'm leaving every quiet second of it in the podcast. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so get this. We have um, a curfew right now, right? It's 8 o'clock curfew. Right. Uh, however, um, essential workers are allowed to be on the road. So food delivery is one of those things. Uh, I have a black light outside, so my address isn't shown. Mm-hmm. And he thought I was he was delivering to my house, which wasn't at all the case. He was actually supposed to go to my neighbors. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so I just got a delivery order. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't for me. And mm-hmm. I kind of wish I did have a puts in right now because that would be delicious. Oh, that sounds delicious. If I remember, uh, if I remember correct, is uh, the French fries <laughs> with with mashed potatoes and gravy and cheese curds, right? Amazing. Oh. And the, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, it's amazing. It looks like garbage, uh, but it, it tastes terrible. like it tastes like heaven. And it really depends on where you get your cheese curds from, too. So Wisconsin, actually, if I'm not mistaken, is really known for their cheese curds, right? Wisconsin. Isn't it called poutine? That's not. Well, I mean, you call it poutine me being somewhat of a or living in a French province it's puts in that's right it is kind of French I kind I spoke a little French so I kind of knew exactly what you're talking about at that so exactly exactly I mean, that's where it came know, from <laughs> not at all that it almost sounds the same. yeah of course you speak French mm-hmm. I hear you dude you know what a lot of people don't do which is super healthy fucking laugh oh god Oh, dude, a great, a guttural <laughs> laugh, dude, is so great. And, like, smiling and laughing is so, it's so so good for your soul, man. 100%. And we always, and that's, and bringing it back to paintball, dude, that we always had a good time. That's, that's one thing that was for sure, dude. We always had a good time. So, that's one of the reasons why I loved Aftershock. And I don't mean, um... I loved early Aftershock because we had a great time together. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm trying to be politically correct here. There was a time where Aftershock was a ton of fun and we gelled. We were always together. It was a good time and we we're on the right path, in my opinion, to succeed. And then it wasn't. Then it was just players having fun together and other players being together. Right. In my opinion. I don't know if uh, you have the same opinion as I do. but um, I know where you're coming from. I feel like there was a time where it was split, kind of clicky. But you and I always had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. And you know, if you can't if you can't have fun with the the majority of the players on your team cuz you're not going to you're not going to see eye to eye with everybody on the team. No, for sure. <clears throat> but man, if you can get along with the majority of the guys on your team, you off the field, you're going to have a decent chemistry on the field. Oh, for sure. And 100%. Yeah. That's just how it is. So you've been doing all these podcasts and you've been asking a lot of players a lot of things. <clears throat> Yeah, see, I have uh, I have some some uh, points that I tried to hit with you. See your name right there. Oh wow, Brian oh, McKenna, yeah. number ten. That's that's one of the questions, right here. Number ten? Question marks. Where did that come from? Why is that so important to you? 
And then I have like, you know, superstitions or little things that are important to you. And then career, you know, I, I, I write a few points down for okay. every, and I have them for everybody. Like as I go through, I just have notes, a whole notebook of like page after page of like all the guests that I've had of all just, you know, the certain little things that I want to ask and. Okay. So I'm cool. somewhat right. professional with what so I'm doing. So have you been ticking them off as you've been going? Mentally. Mentally? All right. Right yeah. on. Uh, so number 10. Um, I'm sorry. Was that where you were going? No, not at all. But, okay. Uh, no, no, no. Go ahead. I mean, you I mean, brought it up. Please. Well, please go where you were going, and then I'm sure we'll, we'll loop around. We'll do a U-turn. All, right. all right. Cool. So we'll, we'll loop around. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt. So you do – no, no, no. Don't be sorry. So you do a lot of these podcasts, and you ask a lot of questions. Yes. Um, I've got a question for you. I've played with, I, I mean, again, I played with you for many years. I played for you, for you for, uh, five years. Yeah. Five, six years, something like that. Well, 2018 was our last year. So five years minus, uh, you know, uh, a year that we are in, we won't talk about the year that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I played with you for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite year that you played for Abshock? What was the year for you? The year that you not only enjoyed yourself, you enjoyed the team, and you thought the team did well considering the route or the, the stage we were in. Well, I think, I think both of us can agree that 14 was good. Um, 14 was good. And, and that... And that the year that shall not be named probably would have been a good year too. Uh, even better. Um, I would have to say, man, honestly, either I would say either 2017 or 2018. Um, I, I think, <clears throat> I think I enjoyed the guys on the team. I enjoyed, I enjoyed, you know, a little bit of struggle. I enjoy. But I think we, man, I, I think we were, I think we were good. Um, we weren't where we could be. Like, I think if we played another year together, I think it would have been, uh, we would have started making, you know, taking some ground. Um, but I think 17 or 18 was really kind of when, and it was unfortunate that we were just, you know, so low on the totem pole that we just couldn't, you know, make it around. But I think right. just kind of where we were, where we were at and the, the players who we had, we were grooming into hopefully something good. But I would, I don't know, one of the one of the last well, years, I would say. 2017, 2018, that, that would have been like our, what, third or fourth rebuild together? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's and it's tough to say uh, a year because it's really like, because 13. No, I hear you. 13 was half a year. 14 was, 14 was really good. I mean, I would have to say. I would have to say 14 on circumstances alone of the question itself. I would have to say 14. So um, I will agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, but years that had potential, I would say 18 um, was, was a, was it was a decent year. I think we played well in parts of 17. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I would tough, okay. Man. I'll agree with that as well. I'll agree with that whole point, actually. That whole, uh, yeah, there was there was potential on seventeen eighteen. Um, it was just a matter of you know some of these guys getting the experience that they they need mm-hmm. to play at the pro level 
uh, that they didn't have. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I think 14, in my opinion, was the best year in terms of team bonding. Like the team was one back then. And we were also a team of guys that not a lot of people knew as far as like names. Um, Besides my, you know, to, to blow up my own head a little bit, I was probably the only one that was like halfway decently known. I want to say, and then well, they're throw uh, fully. Well, AJ, AJ was, uh, AJ, but I don't think AJ was a household name as far as like. No, he didn't get like I said. I said yeah, earlier, he, he didn't get the recognition he, he should was, have. Had. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, but everybody else was like their first or second year pro, and and didn't really have a pot a pot to piss in as far as like um clout in the pro game. You're right. You're right. But yeah, I, and well. I think that's what made fourteen so special is because we were so competitive with the crew that we had, and I think there's a I think there's a lot of teams who who gel together, who have played together for a little bit, who start making some taking some ground and beating some teams who have a lot of the high ranking players on it and everything, and they know that feeling, right? So, uh, yeah, at fourteen, I mean, it, yeah. yeah. Because every okay. year we would, we would have to, you, I, I think it was, um, oh God, um, Mike Hinman. I think it was Mike Hinman who said it was like a, a two year thing. You grind for two years, and, and I think it's either in the second year or the third year is when you start making progress. Third year is when you start making progress. Right, and yeah. and it was I, Mike I, Hinman. I truly believe that because it's like, but it, but that's what made it hard as aftershock is when every year we would have. A, a, a roster change even replacing two or three guys is is a huge task and well, for sure when you're a, a eight man <clears throat> roster changing three guys or nine man roster changing three guys is almost yeah i mean it's third year team so only imagine going from six year 16 to 17 when it was just you and i getting transferred over you know so i i think the, I think the seven towards the tail end of seven, 17, we were kind of getting on the horse and then 18 we were starting to steady out. And then probably we start have been, we probably would have been more consistent in 19 if we would have been able to stick around. <clears throat> so if I'm not mistaken, seven, was it 17 or was it 16? 17 is when we there were, was, there was a time where I came back and I. to aftershock. <clears throat> I I was not part of Aftershock for one year. It's sixteen. In that, was it sixteen? I think it was. I think it was sixteen, and you were returning to the team in seventeen. I okay. think. Yes. Yeah. Very possible. There was one year where I didn't play for Aftershock. Yeah. Um. Because sixteen was with, uh, Dizon, uh, Patient, Woodley. Okay, yeah, that would be the year. Templeton, That's the year I, I was in there. That's yeah. the year I was in there. So 2016. Yeah. So 2017, we, I was coming back. Yeah. To aftershock. Yeah, I was the only returning. You were the only returning. Fucking dude, yeah. Actual so, uh, only. Returning yeah, because I think that was the year. At the, the end of before. 16, is when I think AJ left or AJ retired. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I, dude, I'm telling you, um, I had many phone calls with Bruno in 2016 
um, and 2017, it was like I was, I was gonna be in blue no matter what. I was mm-hmm. gonna be in blue again. Bruno almost um, didn't come back and coach in 17. I don't think there there were there were talks of there that. were definitely talks about it, um, but in 2016, I had already known I was I was coming back. Um, what I did not know was that you were going to be the only returning player from the 2016 I'm roster. I actually sure called was... AJ and I was like, Hey dude, it's a, uh, you got to do one more year. Like, come on. No, he's would not have it. Yeah. <laughs> was, I think he, he I think he, he was finally burnt out on, the grind to an unknown outcome that wasn't really in favor of like another season of rebuilding. Right. I hear you. So what, um, where did 10 come from and when, why is it so important to you? Uh, not because that's how many fingers and toes you have, but but why fingers and toes I have, you're like, I have 10 fingers. I have 10 fingers and that's what I want my number to be. Technically, only have eight fingers and two thumbs. Okay, we're not doing metrics no. here. <laughs> I'm just we're kidding. Do- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm totally fucking with you. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I, ten, 10 was um, ten was a number that I always tried to get in hockey. Um, there were times where we didn't have 10 as a hockey jersey, but when we did, that was my number. It was uh, why it was kind of, it was always a lucky number, I guess, to me. Um, I always tried to be any hair. I'm going to go way back and like, I used to play uh, this computer game, well, NHL 99. Ooh. Like, way back, you know, or any NHL game for that matter. I'd always create my own player, and I was always number 10. 10 was, like, my lucky number. It's 10's the number when I buy a lottery ticket, number 10 is going to be on it. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, why is it my lucky number? I can't even tell you. It was just a number that I liked when I was younger. It was, um, I guess it was, it has to stem back to when I was, under 10 years old and I was like oh I'm gonna hit double digits you know Mm -hmm. and 10 years old uh, it's gonna be a good year and it just stuck with you it kind of stuck with me you know what I mean so yeah so 10 was always uh 10 was always it for me so I wanted 10 no matter what and there's a year where I couldn't be 10 so I ended up getting you quit paintball at that point yeah no (laughs) you just couldn't take it (laughs) Dude, no, this was early, early, early. I couldn't get 10 because I was new to the team and there was already a number 10. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll, I guess I'll, I ended up getting number two because in CXBL you can only have one to 15. Mm-hmm. So I got number two. And uh, yeah, number two was the only other number I ever wore in PayPal. It was mm-hmm. two, and, two and 10. Where did your your black sandana it wasn't a sandana but it was a black um or was it a sandana 
It was Santana. So it was a black yeah. Santana, but then you had like a red, crazy headband, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I used know, to wear. I don't know red. why I remember these things, but okay. So I used to wear a red head, like I used to wear a red headband for a reason. Um, in 2010, go figure. It's 10. <laughs> I played for a team in CXBL called Kamikaze. Um, we had red jerseys. It was a Japanese kamikaze pilot uh, was our logo. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the rising sun as a headband, all of us, the whole team. Cause we all wanted, we had to be look the same so that they couldn't sure. tell who was who, you know what I mean? I mean, Bruno always asked us to do the same thing. Like look the same. So nobody knows who's who. I never bought into that. It's impossible. And everybody's going to know. Who's if who. anything, I want the other people on the other side to know, like, yeah. Like, I'm over here. I'm me. I, yep. I'm me. I'm here. I'll look down I'm, the field like, you hey. know I'm going there. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it came from 2010, Kamikaze. We won. That was the first time I won the CXBL. I won a championship ring with them. Um, so I wanted to, when I went down to the States to play, I was like, well, I got I to gotta kind of bring a piece of that with me. Mm-hmm. So a red headband. And Bruno didn't like the rising sun at all. And he's like, that's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I could see I could see in his words. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no. That's, that's <clears throat> fucking stupid. That's, that's no. So I'm like, all right, fine. So I walked into uh, the GI booth. And I went up to Rab. I was like, look, Rab, I can't wear my headband. I need something red. I need a red headband. He goes, oh, we just came out with this whole headband line. And he gave me a red headband, which was a GI Sports headband. Mm. And I wore it for years, man. I uh, I was like, all right, cool. It's red. It's uh, cool. That was kind of my thing. Gotcha. And then, uh, what was it? Actually, I want to say it was you. You were like, you got to take that fucking red headband off. I'm like, <laughs> Did why? I? <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't remember if it was you or if it was, uh, God, who else? Was either you or it was was it Davy? I can't remember who it was. There was someone that said it. I'm like, why? They're like, because it looks fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, sure, man. All right, whatever. Uh, so I, I hope it was me. Like a... Jeez. <laughs> um, is there? Uh... <laughs> what an <laughs> asshole. Um, right. What? Uh, it, was there anything else specific to you that you might have like carried? on you on the field or a certain way that you did things or like a like a piece of clothing um outside of like a headgear or something or or maybe like a, a sequence of events that you did that was important to you before you stepped on the paintball field 100 percent um i had a i had a i had a pair of paintball socks that had to be worn at a certain time until, I mean, let's be real here, they eventually get holy, and I'm like, fuck. Um, and when they did, so I had a, one pair of paintball socks that I only wore for tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, had to wear them for tournaments. I wouldn't wear them in practice. I only wore them for tournaments. Um, as weird as, as that is, it is what it is. Um, no, I feel you. However, I got holes in them. And then you came onto the team, and I learned about your 
thing about having specific colors on specific days <laughs> for a t-shirt. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of adopted that. And from the time that you got on the team, once I put holes in those socks, I was like, all right. So I, uh, I had to have a specific color shirt underneath. And it turned out to be blue, and I wore it all the time. I don't know if you know it. It was my Murdertron shirt. I'm sure you saying it, I I remember I had a, the term. I had a blue Murdertron shirt. I would practice in it. I would. Uh, it, that was my Thursday practice shirt. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even wear the jersey. I would wear that, and that was my undershirt. And uh, yeah, it was uh, turned into. Um, I don't know how lucky it was. But it was uh, just kind of a superstition. Yeah, special to you. Uh, yeah, but number one superstition is if you win, you do not wash your clothes. No, I know you were uh, <laughs> the same same thinking. Yeah, it, I was definitely if if I felt even if we if we the team wasn't playing great, if I felt like I was on, like I yeah. felt like I felt like my shots were hitting, and I just felt like my moves were solid, and I still wouldn't, you know. Nope. If, if I yeah, if I jersey. felt like I was personally playing like garbage, I'd be like, something's got to go. I would even yeah. take clothing away. I would like remove some certain. <laughs> so baseball of me, but like I yeah, I had so I had a, a if you remember this, I had, so I had a shirt color for each for day, each day for for Friday, Saturday, and color. Sunday. Yep, yeah. it's usually gray gray on Friday. Uh, green on Saturday and then red on Sunday and then my socks were um, I would change them every year so every year I would have different uh, tournament socks like one year I had these like um, red socks that I would wear during the whole event like I had multiple red socks like I'd buy I'd buy multiples of that same pair right and just wear them through and then one year it might have been 18 I had a pair of red and black striped socks, blue and black striped socks, and gray and black striped socks. Actually, are you wearing them right now? Oh my god! We- Shut the fuck up! I'm wearing, wearing my, I'm wearing my Friday socks right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they have now become my casual wear um, paintball sock. Nice. That, so I'm playing this Sunday, so I'm gonna have to throw a pair of one of one of my tournament socks in there. But uh, yeah, are dude, you playing I have, this Sunday? Yeah, I'm playing down to level up on Sunday. Nice. Yeah, so I'm like going nice. through all my all my shit and like uh, getting some of the like I have the old monkey with a gun T-shirts out that I still wear that I still wear underneath my stuff and like the original yeah, shirts no doubt. and yeah. So yeah, yeah, brother. No, there's definitely uh, definitely some things that are superstitious to me when it comes to playing. Um, man, I'm jealous that you're going to play on Sunday. Yeah, I'm really like, hoping the weather holds out because right now it's supposed to rain on down there at uh, on Monday, and I'm hoping it doesn't push into Sunday into Sunday because right now it's supposed to be like 52, which is f- I'm I'm good. I mean, I, you can I, play I can, in that. I can play There's in no that. There's no snow on the ground. No, it all. It's been for the past man for the past three or four days. It's been like high 50s, 60s um, for the last day, yeah, three four days. Jesus. Okay, yeah, it's been warm here as well, but I still have Man, you look outside. I'm still covered in 3 3 and a half feet of snow. 
before I hit grass. We had we had like seventeen like inches. At least. Like a few weeks back, we had seventeen inches, and it eventually just you know as snow does, uh, melted away. Melt. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been jeans and a long sleeve t shirt kind of weather, which I'm oh not complaining God. at all. So no, I still have a there's a snow bank out front that is literally seven feet tall. Yeah. Just from driveways, like uh, the snow plows and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, driveway snow plows. They always pile it up in one spot. It's got to be seven feet tall. It's uh, yeah. huge. All throughout the rest of the property, it's three and a half, four feet still. And that's been four days of melting. It's still Jeez. three and a half feet. Uh, so how sweet were the black, the, the all black fucking uh, Aftershock jerseys, dude? Those were my favorite jerseys. I, I liked the blue ones. I enjoyed the blue ones, but the black and gray ones. With the... Oh, the black and gray one. Okay, so I don't have the black and gray one up See, right now. I just have a black and gray one. I really like the black. The black and blue are slick too, man. I wish I still had one of the black and, and blue ones like that. But the, our, our 2018 ones were so sweet. Dude, those are probably they are my sweet. favorite ones. They are sweet. I'd have to um, – so I'm in the in the middle of – getting ready to move i have a lot of stuff packed up in boxes right now yeah um you better take that fox picture what's that you better take that fox picture oh i've got tons of them um yeah i have have a lot of paintings that are going to come with me i want to buy some brian mckenna fucking artwork (laughs) dude that's so old man forget that i i've got to keep it at this point oh well you know some of them some of them, I'm what I'm 33 years old. I'd say my youngest painting that I have is got to be. I don't know. 25 years old. That's yeah, the youngest. That's, that's still young. 25 years, man. I was eight years old. <laughs> I was eight well, if years you're old fucking painting like that, dude, you're fucking. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Not bad, huh? That yeah. hat is awesome too. Kid, is that but... is is uh is that your brewery? That hat? Uh no, it's uh shit. I forgot I had uh over the head over the head earphones. Uh no, it's um Canada Malting. It's a company that uh I use to get my malts for my home brewing stuff and oh, nice. um it's a great company. Um premium malts and yeah i kind of i use them and i got a hat and i wear it uh sweet it's very canadian with the uh the flannel oh you should see (laughs) i mean i've got like 10 flannel shirts man it's a canadian thing no oh and that's why i love you brother i i i i want to uh i just want to say as we're wrapping up i i very much appreciate you man and i appreciate our friendship through the years and i uh I appreciate the toughness and the ability to show up uh, on your end as far as the circumstances that you've had to go through as far as traveling and just just the the going through the grind, right? And I, I very much appreciate and am very uh, stoked that I was able to play w- alongside you for as long as we have. Man, I uh, I appreciate that. It was definitely a definitely a grind. There was a lot of a lot of travel on my side. Um, 
even for you, I mean, you had a lot of travel, but uh, it's a little bit different going over a border to do it. Mm-hmm. It uh, adds two days to any weekend, basically. Um, I definitely appreciate you saying that. Um, I enjoyed every minute that I did it. I enjoyed, I 100% enjoyed having you as a teammate, um, having you as brother. Uh, I loved getting to gel and jam with you guys. Um, I miss it tremendously. I really do. And I really look forward to this stuff being done so that we can, you know, call each other up and be like, Hey man, uh, let's kind of get a weekend thing with the guys and kind of do that. I really hope that is a possibility in the near future. Um, cause I have no problems organizing it, man. I'm, uh, I miss you guys that much. I just want to come down and see the family. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Uh, so I 100% also appreciate you having me on here. Uh, I think it was super cool. I know, uh, I don't play anymore. I haven't played in two years. So I was uh, a little bit shocked to get the, uh, the message that you sent. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> it's a respect thing, brother. And we've we've gone through uh, we've had some battles together, so uh, oh, I sure, I man. had no doubt in my mind that we wouldn't have you know anything to talk about. So oh no, man, we can go on forever. Yeah, we should uh, we should do something with uh, a couple other players, man. Have like a little bit of a three or four way. You know what I mean? Well, that's Just a little saying. personal. Uh, Brian, but <laughs> we'll talk later. But yeah, I hear you. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Though, honestly, thank you very much for having me. Um, no, for sure. It's dude. awesome. I appreciate what you're doing. I've been listening to your podcast, especially over the last year and a half. Um, give me a second. I'm getting a phone call. Apparently, <laughs> it's all good, brother. Yeah. No, I've been uh, listening a lot over the past year and a half. Uh, I missed the game and you're a way for me to get into it and keep up to date and hear what players are saying and what they're doing and missing that. So it's uh, I appreciate you. You keep doing what you're doing. Um, it is awesome that you're still doing it as long as you have been. Thank you, man. It really I, is. I, I thank you for listening and I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad this little thing at least, you know, can bring some, uh, enthusiasm and some people on the, the sport that we all can't you know have in common in one way or another that's it all right bud that's i love it. you and um you know hopefully we can uh get together soon and uh, play some ball that's it man right, have brother. or even just have a weekend yeah 100 percent down it. you know don't that. have to play ball cheers buddy <laughs> cheers bro we'll talk to you soon absolutely later Ciao, bud. sweet beans and rice Thank you, Brian, for chatting with me, man. I You were holding your own, and I was just getting sloppy silly. doesn't take much. <laughs> I hope it turned out good. I didn't listen to it. I cut up a few things so that it fit. Um, we had a little glitch there where uh, he froze up. He was like, Bleh! and I had to... Uh, I had to fix it. But other than that, I don't really listen to the podcast. So hopefully um, I don't sound crazy and uh, and annoying because I know when I drink, sometimes I talk way too much. I talk way too much sometimes, well, probably all the time in real life. So what does it matter? I enjoyed it. I, I'm sure he did too. So it was great. Thank you so much, Brian. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, bud. 
And thank you again to uh, to our sponsors, guys. Uh, Halo, like I said, a delicious organic sports drink who is bringing you only two grams of natural sugar, uh, some trace minerals, the naturally occurring electrolytes from the great Salt Lake over in Utah. Uh, it's it's an amazing drink. I have had uh, great things, you know, great results so far. I've, I've really, really enjoyed the taste. Uh, it's made me feel good, and you know that's the number one thing for me is is something that tastes great but also does what it says. Um, you know, you have all these all these companies who are coming out saying that you know, we do this, we do that, we do this. When when I have a product, I really want it to work, and so far. Halo has not let me down. So again, guys, uh, if you put in the promo code capital T P O P right now, it's live. You will get 10% off your order. So make sure you check them out. Halo Sport Dirk. Also, a big shout out to Melovio, the CBD company that I am uh, that I'm working alongside, and they've been keeping me going by lubing my joints and helping out with all of the daily. You know aches and pains that also uh, come along with playing paintball and just being a dad of two they will take you down and show no mercy but I enjoy the enjoy, enjoy the hell out of it um, so yeah but if you guys uh, go ahead and throw some product in your cart and you type in the TPOP promo you get 15% off on uh, melavio.com Thank you, Melavio. And last but not least, Mike at Charm City. Like I said, guys, please give him a look-see for some headgear and um, head wraps and anything. He does he does great work, and he makes it all himself. And um, it's made in the USA. He's from Florida. He makes them by hand with his little nimbly fingers. Thank you so much, Mike, for all your amazing work. Uh, and amazing creations keep them coming bruh and thank you to you the listener me on either side of your head i'm telling you thank you so much you guys it is it's awesome being able to hear uh your opinions and your take on things and even when you correct me because i'm wrong a good portion of the time uh because i'm just winging it and i just i just really enjoy you guys listening Especially to the end on all my ranting. I mean, I don't know how you guys do it because you listen through the podcast and then you listen to the end while I'm still talking. Sometimes I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I just enjoy to talk. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I love you all. And please stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, you know, keep your eyes on the road. Do not text and drive. And listen to podcasts like this one. And we'll see you again here soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace out, y'all.